much money we're muting the mics well one how much money much money the royal family is worth welcome to the show eight from atlanta fulton county we're storming the capital it's a revolution what color i see that you maintain the status december 7th night and a question a psychopath did it we're on yeah. that you know something man that got me going i was going off on a political tangent Fenny, in my mind it, cal- it cooled you down it's like and that song's like a nice little ice bucket welcome well, to the show it, it, everybody it focuses me man i like it i am keith pazel this is my podcast and i'm adam crocious live on youtube or not if you're not this is live to tape if you're if you're not live this is i love lucy <laughs> Welcome in, everybody, though. I'm Keith Pazel. This is my podcast. We're going to be real high, watch TV, <laughs> and talk about ourselves and the world through or about what is on television. Exactly. That's generally the gist of the show. You can find it at keithpazel.com, uh, youtube.com, all the, the podcast platforms. And then when you go to keithpazel.com, if you look above, there's a little tab called pay-per-view. And that's how we fund the show, everybody. To me, this is a bit of like, uh, it's got a Mystery Science 3000-y feel to it. We yeah. Don't, we don't necessarily have assigned roles like that, but we watch, it's like when you watch TV when you were a kid and you had conversations while you were watching it. Yeah, we wander though. You know, exactly. It's okay to wander. That'll happen. But again, the, the TV show right is a spine, is a spine. When I, when she kissed me, I was born and then she's playing goodbye. You ever hear the Lovers Who Wander song? You don't fuck with Dion, dude? Oh, Do you fuck man. with doo-wop? I love doo-wop. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, you know, I'll give you, cr- you know something, Keith, every once in a while you'll... <laughs> it keeps you coming back, man. Because that's you know? what they say. For lovers who wander, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's all doo-wop is, is people being like, yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. Now, when you think of the context, where was doo-wop sung? I have a vision in my mind. Where do you, where was it sung? Like barber shops? Malt shoppies. Okay, like a malt shop. Okay, okay, yeah. I, I give you that. Like, would you say like like on a summer boardwalk, maybe? Or is that a little yeah. too risque, maybe? No, that's kind of perfect for it. Anywhere you know, like, where you can have an ice cream sundae, baby. Or would you also sing it while over a barrel in the winter that was giving off the flames of <laughs> created by burning two-by-fours, you know? That, 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 that's always a moment. You know, that's one thing I liked about the movie Rocky. <laughs> the movie Rocky was... Well, I'll tell you what's Rocky-like is, uh, guys, if you're live, you can be here for the moment for Vax Live. 
This is true. This is uh, this is we're we're here for the un- <laughs> the uniting of America. They got Brian Johnson from ACD over vaccines. Out. They're gonna have Jenny McCarthy come on and admit that she was <laughs> wrong later. <laughs> That's what I want to see, man. Rub it in her face. No, I tell you what, I, I don't know if we're gonna get to it, but but no, um, we're, if we're gonna get to herd immunity. Oh yeah, here we go. Oh no, I don't think we are either. But yeah, you know what was I talking about before that though? That- Barry, we can, once, if no. when Bailey hops on, we can ask him. Exactly. It'll be okay. So they're playing ACDC. They're, yeah, there you go. Here, here's what it is. Oh, God. <laughs> By the way, the Bond Scott ACDC, I like more than the uh, than Brian. The Bond Scott is Bond Scott's like, you know, dirty deeds, dirty deeds, and the cheap. Ow! Oh, yeah. So you, so you don't, you're not a Johnson fan. I don't mind Johnson. I think he's decent. I mean, they've had a great career with him, obviously. But Bond Scott, to me, there's a certain rawness in, in ACDC. Like it, I mean, and they had a lot of good songs. I mean, the whole Highway to Hell, obviously, is that, you know, and just uh, the whole, she's got the jack. Is that how it goes? The jack? Yeah. Or- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, no, it was more. She got the jack. But I mean, big balls. Because he was high pitched too. I remember hearing big balls when I was eleven years big old. Big balls is a great song. And I got, thinking it was the funniest thing. Ever. I got big balls on a playlist as we. I've speak. got big balls, dirty big balls, and she's got the biggest. And everybody comes and comes again, and I was like, wow, that song. They are being so sexual. <laughs> that so song ridiculous. and detachable penis. Oh yeah, who, who, what's the who, shit? Detachable penis, I think. I forget who it is, but it's just like a just like an echoing. He's just like, I woke up in the morning and I couldn't find my penis. It's just like a cake like <laughs> talk walk oh, through. Cake. And I then I like and then cake. I went to the party and they were like, so I couldn't bad. find my penis. He found it in a medicine cabinet, but then the chorus is detachable penis. Oh yeah. Yeah. But again, the song. Bon Scott years were very much the raw, although they came out with Back in Black with his first album. They they when they did that, it was like, no, we're still good. But they had for those about to rock was their follow up. Well, that's why Back in Black Johnson, was a big deal because they were like, you don't come back after Bon Scott drinks. And he died so legendarily. It's yeah. not like it'd be one thing if he got hit by a car sober, but this guy died basically a human bottle of rubbing alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. You know what? John Bonham. When he died, I, I didn't know this fact. I'm talking about Bonnie Scott. Well, I don't think about Bon Scott, I, I, but, but I'm thinking about those rock and roll deaths of that era, you know. Keith Moon. And, and when, when, well, Moon definitely dragged himself to death. But John Bonham had 40 shots of vodka the night he died. 40. That's insane. That's a lot. That's a lot I don't of think alcohol. I probably had that in my life. Well, exactly. And, and you know, I've drank. I've drank. And, I, you know, I, I have mixed drinks and I drink, I mean, you know, beer is my drink of choice. And I'll drink some wine, but I've had some mixed drinks. As far as just going to a bar and getting a shot, I don't I don't do that very often. I really don't. You're hitting the accelerator when you do that. I've done it a few times. It's not common. So I don't think I've done 40 shots in my life. I may have done three or four shots in a night, like a really heavy drinking night, which I might have had those a couple times a year in Chicago. Got ourselves a super group here. Exactly, man. Everyone's on. I it. wish I could turn this on for you guys, but we'll get kicked <laughs> off YouTube fucking immediately. Instantaneously. Instantaneously. <laughs> we'll get the... We'll get the uh, the death sentence. They'll come. They'll give us the electric Dave chair. Dave Grohl will be here. <laughs> Dave Grohl will knock on the door, and he'll still have the sweat of the show <laughs> on him. Yeah, I, this. I don't know the crowd shots. He, I don't know. Just show them rock. They're out, playing you know? for Tawny. They are. Yeah, that, that that that's a big story. I heard it this. is a big story. How do you feel about that? Because you hate metal. Yeah. So you want? I'm going to be dead honest with you. You didn't care. I didn't give a shit. You can say it louder In for fact, the people. No, 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 no. When you whisper, it creates drama. 
<laughs> they listen better when they when you listen. This is the truth. This is the truth. Because White Snake to me was up there with like poison as far as like what I consider to be shitty hair metal. They tried having a harder edge, and that was my freshman year in college. Uh, we got to change the channel. The University of Wisconsin Oshkosh. My freshman year, that you know those Tony Katane videos came All right, out with White Snake, and I just simply did not. I I didn't like them. So therefore, you know, yeah, it's sad. She's 59. You're young, you know, but she obviously had a problem with, uh, I think, booze. Dude, I know? think we got copywritten for singing that song, for singing those songs. Really? Yeah. Well, for singing back and forth. And everybody likes singing big balls. Yeah, because yeah. it says we detected copyrighted audio in your video. Well, they probably barely heard this from back That's and black. That's insane. Maybe we caught the beat the so well it, 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 con- it confused the algorithm. It, it was <laughs> we were so good. Yeah, the, the, the voice, the sounds we were making were so on. They, oh my god, you know, we we <laughs> we got to copyright them. No, but yeah, Tawny Katane died. Yeah, and for those who don't remember, she was the woman in the White Snake videos of See, the very late eighties. It's funny. I think my generation caught up with her from the I love the eighties documentaries because they talked about how she was known for being known for being on the rat snake covers oh yeah yeah she parlayed that into an acting career well she was also in a a bachelor party with tom hanks that's mentioned in her uh, first like his first uh basically his first feature length movie i think that's the other thing that's mentioned yeah yeah because and that's it i mean so she she did that and then she met david coverdale she also stalked chuck finley former pitcher of the uh what was then the California Angels, not the Anaheim Angels of, of Anaheim. No, uh, she she dated him and then stalked him. He had to get a restraining order against her because I guess she's was was crazy. Like she really had some mental issues. I don't know what they specifically were, but she also had substance abuse. At big, I think she was a big. Oh yeah, head. she was on Botched, the show Botched at some point. Well, for, for like bad, but but yeah, for bad looking plastic like for, surgery, yeah, for looking like a a, a, a mother lion Ooh. at the age of forty eight. She didn't look too bad, but I think she. She did. She more did it because she's like, I do look fucked up, but I want to be on TV too. Wow. Uh, Get some free corrective surgery. W- w- what a weird lost soul. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I mean, I knew uh, that's people, what it is out here. You know, I, I'm friends with people on Facebook that apparently were like in movies with her and they were like devastated, throwing her real name out there. Someone was like, rest in peace, Julie. And I was like, well, who, was who else died? And yeah. then I looked up Tawny Katana. Oh, her name was Julie. Well, where was she from? What's her Wikipedia again? Let's fucking... I'm going to guess she might have been Canadian. This is where we would go to the, the phones. Yeah, exactly. Call as they're busting up the lines. We got two concurrent viewers. Cool. Who knows? They might have got booted, though. They're still saying so, yeah, we t- got... They're still <laughs> throwing me a warning, but... Uh, they ta- can go fuck themselves. Uh, Tawny Katan, yeah, she was, uh, I don't know what she had done recently. And I mean recently, like the last 20 years. Like, you know, a sustained so, amount of time. It's weird, though. Some of the, what if they're like, she was really good with her money. She invested in, <laughs> she invested in Google at the base, at the base level. She's literally worth a couple hundred million dollars yeah. <laughs> living in Newport Beach. And quite frankly, with that, that aspect of her life was just fine. She was born she in San Diego. Punished her, oh, she punished her liver. You know, I got to be dead honest with you. you know, we're watching a little bit of Friends right now. Aniston, yeah, she, yeah. Holy she didn't shit. totally do it for me. But, so she uh, was the daughter of Linda Catan, knee Taylor, a housewife and one-time beauty pageant participant, and Terry Catan, an employee of a neon sign company. <sighs> Although in the 70s and 80s, <clears throat> in disco, that's a big business. Well, that's probably the, 50, cocaine that's probably the 50s in those or lights. 60s for her. 
Because she's probably she's probably born. She was in born in sixty uh, two, sixty one, sixty one. God, she's born in the sixties too. She was only fifty nine when she died. Yeah, exactly. I'm fifty two. <laughs> David Coverdale. Oh, I hated. Your heart is beating faster, baby. Like a bass bass. She was drum. married to fucking Chuck Finley. Yeah, Chuck. She, she stalked Chuck Finley. Yeah, I mean, she was like, she was a total star. Well, yeah, let's bury her on, on the day yeah. she died. <laughs> But seriously, I think she was. A she died. We're burying her. <laughs> exactly. This is Wish what happens. We could, well, well how she, hold, on, she, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. She died. We're burying her. <laughs> Thank so, you for joining the show, everybody. So, so yeah. Oh, she was on the surreal life too. Bailey's here, everybody. Welcome, James Bailey. Hey, good to see you, man. Thanks for listening. Talking about Tawny Katane. I want to hear more about the Look at show. that. Footopedia. Our show's going to be on Footopedia. We got some fucking uh, Courtney is, Cox feet on the show. What is Chuck, the Chuck Finley Tawny Katane story? Well, it should be, it should be in there. I believe she stalked him and like was violent with him, I think. like, like I mean, it doesn't really get into ooh, it. Let's see. Personal ooh. life. Let's see if we get into it. It's she had an affair short. with OJ Simpson while he was ooh. married to Nicole Brown. Wow. That's some balls, dude. Good for wow. Tawny Katane. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember hearing about that, too. She was married wow. to baseball player Chuck Finley from 97 to 02. In 02, she was charged with domestic violence for an incident involving Finley. What a pussy. Uh, three days later, Finley filed for divorce. After a plea bargain, Katane agreed to enter a spousal battery counseling program <laughs> to avoid contact with Finley. The couple had been married for five years and had two daughters together. Oh, they had kids. In 06, she was got caught with 15 grams of cocaine in San Juan Capistrano, dude. Orange County, dude. Yeah. That is like a little garden town. Ooh, oh, I think I just popped the audio. I bent no, the cord. I, I lived down there when I lived. The first time I moved to California San Juan in I lived in Costa Mesa. And uh, I got It's like where Junior Seau shot himself in the chest. Well, That's I mean, the it's general a, area. The, the Huntington, <clears throat> not Huntington Beach, but Newport Beach. Newport Beach is uh, very nice. It, it is some hardcore Orange County money is right there. You know. Also, I have I have good news. We have an excellent connection. Our copyrights. Have been taken away, everybody. Good, good. So that's all we good do. All, all, all the Chandler Bing. There's no copyright to Chandler Bing. <laughs> again, Rich. What do you want to do? How do you want to handle it, huh? Do you want to fight for us or do you want to bail? That's all you get. Is this them talking about that's their relationship? Uh-huh. Well, yeah. They're probably broken up. What year is this? Season three. This is 1997. No, no. This is probably like 95. I think, Did the show friends? start that early? I, I think it was in 92 or 93. I remember in 94, it was really catching. This show, dude, this Ross is Ross like, tries to prevent Rachel from learning his disturbing secret. He's like a child molester or something <laughs> like that. Monica, Phoebe, and Chandler and Joey spend all night eavesdropping and listening to Ross violently beating, violate. Beating up. <laughs> well, no, the little yeah. monkey that he carries around. He's fucking God. fucking that poor thing. This is, I thought this is season three. Uh, this, I think Friends ran from 92 to By like the way, 90, James, how does it sound? 92. How does it sound in your ears? Are we popping loud? Are we loud? How's it going? I hope, it's, I hope it sounds good. He'll answer. He's, good. he's loyal. It's the most loyal guy in the bunch, dude. Th- this might, uh, this has got to be later than season three. I don't know. I didn't watch a show It says a lot. season three, episode 16. It really fucking, does? You calling my fucking guy a liar? Wow. Look this, at that. this looks a little later than that. Although, I mean, this was... Well, because again, we're cleaning it up, dude. Look how weird it looks. This is like a 4K broadcast. You have to understand, this is a Gen X show. Did you hate Friends? Yes. I think you, you want to know why... I mean, I was heavily into comedy at this time. It's like, you want to know why you watch Friends? It's all Cause good. Because you, you don't have any. That's the reason why. <laughs> like, because this whole, like... 
uh, whatever this oh god this whole like uh, she's crying but uh, brad pitt probably made her cry like this so many times <laughs> brad you just want he wouldn't stop smoking pot she just this broad has just been wanting to have a baby for so goddamn oh long. i think it was the other way around i don't think she wanted to have a kid but i think he wanted to have kids. no it's her because any because i because well, i then remember he had, then he hit the jackpot with that lunatic angelina show because i remember my mom was like he's cool because he won't quit smoking weed for her my mom stole that haircut though everyone ripped off her haircut oh that hair when i was doing stand-up at this time there was a joke band called chick hockey that i was a mock bouncer in partly cloudy i would do karate kicks it was actually That's very fucking funny hilarious. it was funny one of their songs was, it was called haircut haircut Here, here's the lyrics here's the lyrics Jennifer Aniston is a whore. Her whole persona is a bore. Oh, how much I hate that cut. It makes you look just like a slut. Haircut, haircut, doodle doodle Haircut, haircut, doodle doodle It was all a bunch of... That's hilarious, <laughs> but we don't stand for that here on the show. And then we're going to go to a break and come and then, back. And then this guy, Brian Trainum, who loved my ass. <laughs> That's all that matters. He came out with like a styrofoam face and then that, that Jennifer Aniston, Aniston hairstyle and he would punch it on stage. <laughs> as he was wild. punching at That's him. That's awesome. Because <laughs> I mean it's so it's it I mean it's so ham-handed, but it's also uh, it's funny. It's funny. But I was part of that joke band, uh, Chick Hockey. There was a two-person band as a lead vocalist, and Bill Watson was playing guitar. Check in with the local news here in Los Angeles really quickly. Oh, no, we got another commercial We're going to the ratings. Don't worry. We got news at nine o'clock. Yeah, it's true. I, I, what a time when I was in that joke band. I, I was partly cloudy with thunder and partly cloudy. Thunder was this like thick black guy who had played football. He weighed a solid like 230, 240 short guy. Just and he, he was. And then, and then I was partly cloudy. It was cause, lightning because well, we didn't have we didn't get to that. Bodecker. <laughs> Bodecker was also Dude, I want we should have Bodecker <laughs> zoom in on an episode. He, he would actually do it and he, have him watch TV. He's probably got a sick cable package. You know, he he also he's probably playing war, World of Warcraft, but he would he was the jester. He had this court jester outfit that he bought that bought that was just outrageously gaudy oh, that he bought this. for like 25 bucks but it was a totally like a he used to go to like a lot of medieval fairs and stuff he was one of those Dude, guys ren fair fucking rules oh god it's i went to one and i just did not like it i, I just i don't like fake british accents and look at the wenches fight you know like, it's like old england isn't it oh, heaving it. pale breasts it's, it's just I know I know people would hang on those circles I guess it was a you get to be in character too though when there's like jesters you get to fucking abuse them verbally I, I, I guess like renaissance fairs like people are fucking a lot like a lot of the staff is having oh, a lot yeah. of sex <laughs> much like the Republicans say I'll say it nerds are wild <laughs> you know how they would say republic oh we got breaking news here in los angeles oh it gotta be a Chinese rocket has now entered earth's atmosphere and disintegrated falling harmlessly in the indian ocean Skywatchers around the world have caught breaking news. Nothing happened. Oh, they, they had a, a I guess a, a Chinese rocket uh -huh. fell and now we're going to blame COVID on it. Well, no, I think. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. I, I think that they were. Yeah, and they really popped us for Vax Live. They don't want us to, to unite the viewers. They really don't. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. This oh, is what what year was that? Darn it. I didn't see the year. I'll look online. Yeah, I, I think it's probably I'm going to guess 1995, but you might be right, Keith. I know it was the show was around 94. I thought it was 92 to 02. 96, right? September 19th, 1996. God. And it concluded in May of 97. That's my fucking heyday, dude. 
Yeah. Video Music Awards, 1996. Dennis Leary hosting. Kiss got back into makeup. Fucking yeah. Radiohead was at its peak of fucking per- perfect was, mix of computer yeah. and regular music. Yeah. No, man. They, Don't leave me hanging. High and dry. Absolutely, man. Dude, that, that album's great, man. The Benz. It's a great album. And then OK Computer. And then <laughs> Kid A. I mean, they, they had a tr- I mean, they had a true. You know, I've never seen them in concert. Neither have I. It seems them. like it'd be a haul. It's uh, be as exhausting as, as seeing Santana live, which I did. And holy fuck, was that a fucking chore? <laughs> do, do you know what? You know, what I saw live that I had to leave after after hour three and they played an hour longer. Temple was, of the Dog. Uh, no, it was George Clinton and the P-Funk All-Stars. Oh, play, played a so four long. hour. They had they played a version of Maggot Brain, the song. It was like a 40 minute version. They brought chairs out to the guitar players. They were sitting in chairs jamming. <laughs> Because they were on stage for so fucking long. And I was like, I got to go, man. I, I mean, I've been here literally for three hours, you know. God, I hadn't thought about that concert oh, in a long time. Camera's coming back. I hadn't thought about that one in a long time, set man. the timer for 30. They, they were good. I mean, they, they brought their, they had like people from the crowd were coming up. I got my cousin over here from Woodlawn. Get up here. Give him a run. And then they had people, they had like five or six people just come out of the crowd and start just playing with them. It, it was a, it was a weird <laughs> It was definitely they put on a show at the University Dude. of Chicago. I saw them, which Old is such a Bailey got to see them at Lollapalooza in 08. Really? Yeah. George George Clinton and the P-Funk. No, uh, Radiohead. Wow. <clears throat> wow. His... Yeah, I'd like to see. I never saw Radiohead. I never saw the Beastie Boys. And I, I, I have... that's a good Molly band. I, I have a oh, I never saw like <laughs> no Radiohead. Oh, oh, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, exactly. I never saw it does sound like a jam band cover band. <laughs> Fucking, we get loose with fish covers. We play Mo. <laughs> they also, I guess, when Radiohead plays, they'll get on their hands and knees, like play their instruments, like on their hands and knees, like oh, like, on the stage, like you know, <clears> playing <throat> it. It's like, it's just, I don't know. It's a little bit. You know. They're getting into it, man. They're you know, they artists. Are. They are. They, they, they were. I mean, they're great. No doubt about it. They yeah, were truly great. Men off. When I think of like Gen X greatness, Radiohead is in there. Bro, that, we got you know? American Idol on. Oh, look at the trying to compete. Can't play shit. We can't do any audio. <laughs> They look like peacocks. They dress him up like fucking, like human peacocks. God, this whole life. Except for that guy. He's just in a fucking, I'm wearing my jean jacket. That's the country guy. I'm sure they're just saying to themselves, this is the chance. This is the ch-. Well, why wouldn't they think that? It's kind of ridiculous, though. <laughs> I don't know. The whole thing is ridiculous. The whole world, <laughs> well, how we're surviving it, I don't know. It's yeah. That being said, I, I'm in a good headspace, Keith. Yeah, I went to, I'm in a good mood. <clears throat> I went to goddamn Catalina Island. Exactly. See, I want to hear because with Tony Katane, you, do you, what are your thoughts on that? And we'll go to wait, what are your. I feelings? only remember her as the lady that people talked about as being like an '80s has been. Yeah, she was. I mean, she was an '80s for a moment. She had a, in '87. That was her high water mark. Like probably the "Here I Go Again" on my own. That and then also that song rules. By the way, <laughs> no, it does not. Going down the only road. No, it does not. I've ever it, it, it is not good music. This this goof ironic thing your generation actually, does with that no, music <clears throat> bothers me. I actually like it's not metal. good. I actually like metal. I like metal too. Listen, I've come late to the party. I'm really getting into Iron Maiden right now. I'm really See, getting I don't into like Iron, Iron Maiden. Maiden. Iron Maiden it's is too high great. pitch for me. I honestly, you think Freddie Mercury's a lead man? Bruce Dickinson's voice, believe me, I got the fantasy of doing a couple of those songs. I love the videos of of Sharon Osbourne screaming that Bruce Dickinson's a fucking pussy. She hates Bruce Dickinson <laughs> Bruce for Dickens. some fucking reason. Well, he's also like he does like archery and fencing, and he's very British in his sensibilities. I saw them in concert with Monty. Totally good show. They are professional musicians. They are tight. 
you know, whereas the hair metal stuff was so stupid. <clears throat> I never got it back then. All I was right, a punk gonna, rock person. We're going to get the viewers. I'm going to get Bailey on this. <laughs> Look at this is a classic L.A. So, weather woman. <laughs> this is Olga Ospina. I need to get confirmation. This lady's fingers are, are so long, right? Wait, <laughs> wait until she pops them up. When she points to the visibility, 10 yeah. miles of visibility. Wait, look at look at those. Yeah, she's got mitts. <clears throat> she's got mitts. It's just she, the fingers. Her hands are normal size. Do, do, do you know what she she was a volleyball player? I bet you. Because probably she's tall. she was like an actress too. Yeah, yeah. You can probably tell you modeling, can tell the people who modeling. think they're hot shit in news because they'll have like actress before before <laughs> their news title. The old weatherman, fucking Garth Kemp. <laughs> he fucking, literally he put actor or something. Actor he was a girl. voice actor. Wow. He was a foot because he talked like the gray headed guy in Mary Tyler Moore. Hey, Ted Knight. Dog. He was Ted Knight. Yeah, That's he, was, he was like the Ted Knight. That's hilarious. He rides, yeah. he rides bikes around LA now. He takes pictures of himself all wet from sweat, which I hate. God. I don't need to see it. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> stop that is off. A weird, that is a weird, like, why, like, look, I'm still vital. We I'm still see, virile. We want to see the results. You know? I don't want to see look you. Look how hot I am. I'm still keeping it tight, you know? That's what you know, I'm doing. I'm glad that you're clean, but I don't want you to send me pictures while you're in the shower washing your ass. I tell you White what. White House Don. You know something? I dropped someone off in Venice Beach today, which is on the way to Catalina Island. Well, yeah, everything and, going towards the waters on their way to Catalina Island. And, but the point is we're going we're gonna to dovetail. We're going to segue rock, They call it the rock out there. That's it, when you know they're lifers. Yeah. Yeah, man, I tell you what. Bunch of dusty sand. I was going to say, man. Sand beaten people out there. I, I, that was probably, yeah, there's a few stories in there, right? There's got to be some stories, right? Well, I know for a fact that we one don't of drink, the, though. So, no, there's little tiny bars. There's like a place called the Sand Trap by the golf course. There's little, little hole, literal hole in the wall. Where it's like eight table or eight well, yeah, seats. Yeah, because they're all like yeah. little tiny boats that are made into houses. They go way back long. The so houses they, live aren't in, wide. They, they live on the boats. <clears throat> No, there's houses. They're just little tiny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and you were there for a week? Four days. That's cool, man. That's a good amount of time. A business week. That, that, that's a good little, that's a good break from the monotony of this, of this whole experience has been. Yeah. So what was, uh, what was Confirmation you from, from, from the chat. Olga Aspina has very long fingers. <laughs> She's got banana fingers. Yeah. No doubt about it, you know. She gives a hand. She gets those long fingernails, though, too. So that doesn't help. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't know. It's her thing. You know, maybe she's, you know, she's a volleyball player. She likes her hands. It's a strong feature. I'm going to mute my mic and get a good clear. Two seconds. I'm going to clear my throat. You can keep talking. I'll keep talking. You don't have to announce it. You can just do it. (laughs) You can just do it. Uh, But with Catalina Island... Obviously, some of one of the highlights was going to do the do the Cubs uh, kind of uh, exploration. Oh, yeah. Well, we just went to go because we'd never been, and that's like the LA thing to do. That's the like bare minimum vacation spot because you can travel, but it's still LA County, and it's not just the regular Santa Barbara shit or yeah. whatever. Yeah, or like uh, Joshua Tree. Yeah, like you go to Joshua Tree once, you know that land. It's like mountains, desert. Yeah, like it's not that scenic of a route, but this one you get to go to Long Beach. During oh the yeah, day. yeah, yeah. D- d- you take the boat from Long Beach over. Get to imagine Sublime jamming in a garage. <laughs> I don't practice Santeria. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, even Long without Beach. the fingernails. Even without the fingernails, those are long fingers. Long Beach is like its own culture. I actually kind of like Long Beach. It's great. Got yeah. a big ass laugh factory there. Five hundred seats. Yeah. Well, it, the city's got five hundred thousand people. My grandfather built ships. They're housing at, immigrants in Long right Beach. now. 
uh, he, uh, he, they're housing he, immigrants. You know, you can smell it once you get in there. No, no I mean, they're taking our jobs. So it yeah. uh, uh, my my like my job, my grandfather had when he, he was a foreman on a shipbuilding crew during the Second World yep, War. The ports are in out Long there. Beach. Dude, you know what I found out out there? Uh, it's a tough job. Here's what I found out reading about the port. And I bet you this pisses Republicans off hard. Yeah. China owns the port of L.A. Ooh, ooh. Obama let China buy our second largest port. Even when I read that, I was like, oh, that's not good. I wonder how much money he got, how much they got. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, how much it, he put in his pocket, those well, fucking pig know, Democrats. No, it, I'm just kidding. You know. <laughs> what if I'm it sure, goes sure that it way? It just goes that way. I'm sure. But but when you fly into LAX and you look out over, uh, over Long Beach, you see ships to the horizon. There's like a ship every like eight miles. That, that sounds like you're reporting post-war. So when you look, you see ships to the horizon. No, you do actually. Yeah, yeah, you see big tankers. The point is, it's, actually, it's like literally you see like 80 ships or dude, something. Or you like, see yeah. the pattern. So at first you see the port and that's cool. But then when you go out into like past the port into the like the little channels. Yeah. You see the line of ships waiting. It's yeah. almost adorable. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, there's an oil tanker and you see them stacked up. Yeah. And you're like, there's got to be dead hookers in at least one of those yeah. fucking bins. Yeah. I mean, the, those longshoremen gigs pay well, but that's <laughs> that is a working man's job. If I ever worked on the port, I would be a checker or somewhere in an office. Computer yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But there's a, I mean, it's got to employ a bunch of people. I mean, I, oh, I, I've I've looked into it. It's there's they're good jobs. They start yeah. you out at like twenty five dollars an hour, but you're working five a.m. to fucking yeah three p.m. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you wanted to try and do comedy, you could, but you'd have to come home from work, do a mic or a show. Yep. Go to bed immediately because to get to Long Beach from here. Oh, it's San a Pedro from here. It's a hall. You'd have to leave at three in the morning to yeah. get there at like five or six. <laughs> Wouldn't be that late, but you'd have to leave. You have to give yourself 45 minutes. Be 45 minutes to get down there. We Absolutely. talk about traffic here on the show, ladies and gentlemen. It's a well, at that time, and that's without traffic. Yeah, if it's traffic, it's an hour and 15 minutes. But yeah, dude, I wouldn't want to get crushed by a container. I'm not trying to get season two to fucking <laughs> season two of The Wired. Of The Wired. Yeah, I tell you what, it, it is... Uh, that's interesting. So you did that. You, you got how, how, how many people are on your boat going out there? Uh, 50. Okay. At first, it didn't seem like there were going to be. But then as we were on the boat, we look over and you're like, Jesus Christ. And none of these cocksuckers didn't want to wear their mask. You had to have the guy come on and be like, eh, we will stop this boat if you don't have your mask on. And some guy had fucking begrudgingly put it on. Although I felt good because he got seasick immediately <laughs> and had to go underneath the boat. How long is the, is it's the boat? It's an hour. Ride? Yeah. It's an hour. I got to be honest there. with you. I got to be honest with you. I don't deal well with the sea, man. So if we went I over, would you want me to kick in for the chopper? You can take a helicopter over there. Ooh, man. How much would that cost? You know? How much was the helicopter, Lair? How much is the hey, helicopter? How, how much was the helicopter to Catalina Island? Did you look? It's probably thousands of dollars. How, well, how much was the boat? Because I know the boat was like 75 bucks it's, round trip. Yeah, that something ain't bad. like that. That ain't that bad. And know? it's not that big of a boat to... We took the bigger one back. We took what is it? We took a catamaran back. Oh. That's the one with the hollowed out bottom. Yeah, exactly. It's got the, the two, two hulls. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that one rocks a little less. But weirdly, that one rocks more when it's docked because it's a bigger boat, so it's more long. Yeah. But the smaller boats, it's quicker pops. Yep. But was, I was was fine. it choppy? Was it rough seas? On the so, way back, it was a little rough. Was it white capping? Uh, not quite. But on yeah. the way there, we saw dolphins. Yeah. Yep. There's dolphins, probably a shark or two. Absolutely. Did you see any whales? No. 
Yeah. When I went to a lot of uh, birds being like, why the fuck are you guys out here? Yeah. Yeah. When I uh, when I uh, went to Puerto Ooh, Vallarta, bomb went off. I went to when I went to Puerto Vallarta for CJ's wedding. We had, they got married out at the point, like in Puerto Vallarta. There's basically a bay that kind of comes together, and to get to the point, you have to take a a boat about an hour ride. And it, they said it was the roughest seas they had had in three years. <laughs> when we went out there, I remember it was super windy, and I was like, "Holy it shit!" It was a three hour tour. And we were going into a headwind, so you go slower, obviously, too. There were massive whales. It was like whales mating season. I love how you just casually got into boating. We were going into a headwind, so obviously you kick starboard. You know, so we were doing it. They had to cut the engine a couple times because like, sometimes we had three to, like, waves. correct Yeah, because three waves were coming at us, converging on us. We had to, the hull came a few, I swear to God, the hull came out a couple times. I was like, I had one, I had a drink. I, had, I could not get the drink keith this is the truth in my lap i couldn't go to my mouth i couldn't do that distance because it was like like splashing up in my face I, I couldn't drink the drink at any point did they go did anybody go hey we're gonna need a bigger boat well no it, it was i was on top i was on, on, the, on the upper deck with like maybe 12 people i went to the lower deck this guy they had a baby carriage their baby a wave came in, I guess, and like caught the carriage. Like it Took caught the, baby. the ca- and, and, and I mean, they held on to it, but it was like six inches of water. Like it was like moving away. I mean, it was so rough. I saw again. I saw huge beluga whales. I didn't give a shit because I was this close to fucking vomiting. <laughs> when you see a whale, it you're wasn't like, oh my bad. god. I'm telling this you, this was pretty gentle I'm te- compared to that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but yeah. If you've ever had like, I mean, bad. I, I don't deal well with seasickness, man. But I, I mean, that's well the only way it. to get there, I other know. than taking a chop. Because I want to go. I mean, it's I, great. I think it'd be a cool like just dram a mean up. Yeah. Plus, you can take huge cruise ships there. I think like we just took the smaller one. There's yeah. there's less wavier ways because I'm sure they if seasickness was a barrier, I feel like more people wouldn't go there to be like. Yeah, as tourists, because yeah. there are some puss bags that fucking go on this island. Yeah, so yeah, but but you you went <laughs> shooting George Washington in the head. Symbolic. This man. is how much we hate America, Dude, man. How many do you think the fucking Capitol writers watch this as like fucking plan? Oh, oh, oh I'm sure someone list of movies. Yeah, this is what we'll do too. Yeah, fuck yeah, we will. Yeah, we'll knock on the. We'll take a shit in Nancy Pelosi's chair. Is that what someone did that? Oh, did they? I think someone pee, They pooed and peed in her office. You know? They pooed and peed in my <laughs> office, but yeah. So, th- but with boating, like I, I had a catamaran once. When I was, this is when I was still in college. Took a catamaran out on, on the Gulf of Mexico from Panama City. My friend Chris Marchetti who died in a motorcycle accident two years later. It was eight people. We went out, and when we got in the, the breakwater area, it was fine. Saw big sea turtles. Sea turtles' heads sea are turtles like this. Rule. They're like the size of your. I mean, their heads are gigantic. They're like human heads. So anyway, we, we get out there and uh, and when you get, we actually get into, into the Gulf of Mexico, it got much choppier and, and it was like you are on the ocean now. I did not deal well with that. I did not deal well with that at all. I, what they say is you got to stare at the horizon, stare at the horizon because it focuses you. And man, I was just like, I'm going to puke. I, I hate that feeling of fighting off a puke. Dude, even I'm on the puke. island I'm where puke. our hotel was, is yeah. <clears throat> when you look out the window, you're kind of like below the roofs of other hotels, but you look out. And all you see is ocean and like, unless it's bright and I, I liked it. But then on the third day, I was like, I can see how you could feel. I could see how you feel isolated. Yeah. Yeah. Out here. Cause even when you walk around the whole Island, there's more shit that like when you first approach it, you're like, Oh, this is just a little bump in the water. But then you get on it and you're like, Oh no, this is a whole 
ecosystem out here. There's yeah. like you can get lost. You can be lost and murdered on Catalina <laughs> Island. You would not get murdered right away. But okay. then even you once you see everything, then you even see like even how big this place is, like there's a border to it. Like you can walk the border of the island in probably two days. Wow. If you camp out in that. Can you when, ride bikes and shit on it? Oh yeah, there's oh, trails yeah. and stuff. Yep. Like where the hiking trails are, we went on a bison tour with Cindy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this lady that did our bison tour, she talked like an old AM love radio host. Yeah. <laughs> It's classic. Hi, LA. everybody. My Probably was. Cindy. Here's you know? how it went. She goes, hi, my name is Cindy. You're all looking sexy with your mask. Really? Yeah. <laughs> she said, yeah, I've been doing that ever since we came back. Yeah. <laughs> how long? At any point, if you want to ask me a question, anybody, anybody have a question? I know dating. She kept bringing up dating. She kept talking about how horny she was. How old was she? You know, late 40s. She was pretty chipped up. Because she, you know, well, you know. She was tiny. You know, you, oh, she would love you, dude. Tall drink of water like yeah, you. Yeah, you know, I, I like a, I like no one a, on the island touches her. I'm bone dry. Yeah. <laughs> all, exactly. I have all of them in my crotch. You know, so, you know, so, but is it like, a, how long was the bison tour? How long was the, how long did it last? The bison tour. Uh, the bison tour was like three hours, like two hours. Well, oh, she's she like fucking bison out us. there and stuff. He's like, like, were there buffalo out there? We saw a couple That's and cool. she even said, so this is what was funny about it. So, so we're, we're winding up these hills. We're taking a fucking Hummer up there. <laughs> yeah. Hummer. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I'm driving one and I give them. Yeah. <laughs> Slide innuendos in there. Yeah. But so the, the bison were brought over for a movie and they brought all male bison and male bison don't coexist they scatter when they're together oh yeah so none they it failed like none of the bison would group up for this movie yeah. so then the island just had this population of bison that became unsustainable <laughs> Which so is then, like 20s movie story. so then mr wrigley the dude who owned the cubs bought the bison shipped some of them off and they maintained like 400 but then they realized that they had to like give them birth control so they didn't fuck each other. <laughs> but then they were like, but so her joke was, she goes, and we use a shot. Uh, we could do a condom, but I dare you to go put a condom on one of those. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. That's amazing. That's and hilarious. And I expected her to be like, you go try and put a condom on there. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, I just want to get bored right in the pussy. <laughs> so she goes <laughs> at, at the end of the tour she was like oh yeah dating uh i got here late she was a jazz singer on a boat yeah uh but i got here late and everybody dates once and when i got here everybody was done <laughs> seriously like a skeleton down there well, yeah was she uh how many people in the hummer uh he uh, you're a full ass glass of water james says <laughs> six foot five dude i'm six four six four yeah I, I think I hold my weight pretty well. Six five when you're trying to prove a point. You know, get on your tippy toes. When I, when I, I fight tall. Chin when, up, when, when I box, chin fight move. When, when I boxed, I remember that that was a, that my, my African American trainer always say, "Use your height, white boy. Use your height." That's great. Stand up. Use your height. But anyway, so the uh, so the bison tour. Yeah, we did that. We wound down. She told us about the fucking. All sorts of cool shit. Other than that, it was a pretty straightforward nature tour, but there were moments where she, yeah, she stopped off too long. We went and saw Shark Point. It was called Shark Bay or Shark Cove. Is it like the west side of the island? It's, yeah. That's where you surf. Okay. And look, there's craggy rocks, dude, if you fall off your board. Yeah. And I think I can take you here. Basically, I'm allowed to take you wherever I want. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're building a fucking wedding destination, like a, a winery 
vineyard up there for uh, people to get married. Yeah, that, that makes sense that they would do that. I mean, isn't the Catalina wine mixer and Step Brothers? Now they have it. It didn't exist pre-movie. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so this is because of stupid COVID. Well, isn't it? It's also, it's a town of, is it Avalon? 4,000. Well, Avalon is the only, there's two harbors and there's Avalon. Two harbors is like Tasmania. That's where fucking, <laughs> fucking Crocodile Dundee roams and shit like that. Is it like a port town in that way? Like kind of anything? No, well, Avalon is the resort fucking houses caked into the mountain yeah. area. And two harbors is where there's like, it's a, it's the two peninsulas meeting. So the island looks like almost a big fat piece of dookie yeah like it's oblong and it's fat on one end and then it thins <laughs> tapers. as it goes down but it, yeah. where it tapers there's almost like the island almost splits into two and that's two harbors because there's two harbors back to back and that's where natalie wood drowned correct yes yeah that's too hard and it's not as it's weird that they were out there because that's not the nice part like rich people don't go to two harbors uh i bet you they were like I want to go there because I don't want to be near the, the, where the folks are. We're going to be more isolated. I feel like you can take you know? your boat out longer, too. Yeah. 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 Well, I think they were in. Can you like drop anchor that people like probably live on their boat there for a little while? Yeah, you know? dude, they fucking search the bay. I would smoke joints at, at the water's edge at night and they have the fucking boat police looking for fucking pangolins for illegal immigrants and yeah. drugs and shit. Yeah, I believe that. Absolutely. I believe. God, what a God. This is a port city, man. So I was weird. So we were across from a liquor store and there was a guy who delivers for the liquor store and I was outside smoking a doobie and he was telling everybody he was the kind of guy that was having a bad day and was telling people as they passed. (laughs) And he was just like, yeah, this fat fucks here working less, getting more money than me. And then the boss comes up. And he's telling, hey, why do you got this fucking guy? He's so fucking fat and lazy. And then he goes, hey, hey, Rick, all I want to know, am I pretty when you fucking me? I just want to know if like I'm pretty. He said that? Yeah. What was he, a longshoreman? What was his gig? Yeah, was he was his... just some like fucking <laughs> island guy. <laughs> yeah, there seem sure. to be two kinds of island people. Yeah. The kind that ask you, is this your first time on the rock? Yeah. And they're dressed like they're ready to fish now. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly. Just yep. ready to fucking paddle out to your boat and fucking live. Yeah. And then there's the guy who fucking, there was a lot of acoustic guitar playing <laughs> on a porch. Yeah. Yeah, he's, they're hipping out. Yeah, they're, they're dropping Skater out. Skater children. There's one bank on the island. There's one Vons. It's island life, dude. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we, you can we, tell there's a lot of Trumpers on there because they probably figured we're isolated. COVID doesn't exist. Yeah. I saw a little girl riding with a Make America Great hoodie on. Really? That was fun. Yeah. But then yeah. I saw the Cubs playing field. I went and scouted out a bunch of Cubs shit. That would be... Did people talk... Was there like a little Cubs museum well, there or something? There's the, well, there's a Wrigley Museum, and that's like... And then there's the Wrigley Mansion, which is a bed and breakfast, which you can go past, but unless you're staying there, you can't even key card in. Oh, so it's probably an exclusive one. It's Mount Ada. It's named after his wife. He had fucking Gatsby parties. The Cubs partied up there. Yeah. Donkey rodeos, fucking balls at the casino. <sighs> Yeah, well, I mean, Wrigley, they were, I'm sure, one of the wealthiest families at one. Dude, what's the story behind that? And when did they so sell it? He was more of a, a benevolent owner. Uh, they, 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 I read this book called Mr. Wrigley's Ball Club. He was this basically this rich guy. The gum was obviously the family fucking yeah, thing. absolutely. So he bought the Cubs because he genuinely loved originally. it. Yeah. The, the detergent soap and they added the, so the, the, the basically, gum. Basically, he loved the Cubs so much that he would be like anything they need. He just wanted to make the team great and he yeah. he was very generous with his money very savvy with like there's a great story of how he fucking got the original like seat p- 
people, you know, the people that check your seats at yeah. the like he, if some dude fucking just told him he was the best and like it he's just like a, a great rich guy, one of the yeah. few good rich dudes. Yeah. He dies in 1930 young and his shithead son PK Wrigley takes over <laughs> and r- realizes that like well the gum makes more money. Yeah. So like who cares about the baseball team? And like from the 30s into the 60s he just bled them slowly, slowly slowly and then i think in 61 is when the trib bought the team no 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 they bought him in 81 81 81 yeah so yeah the wrigley team so wrigley owned them till 81 i think so i think you're right actually i think you're right yeah but the everybody says that 12 million bucks the, de- the bit true end of the great era of the cubs was when mr wrigley died randomly in 1930 i think he was only like 50 or 60 because they were great in the teens i mean i mean they want to obviously they didn't win it until they won in 08 but they went to the world series and stuff i think they were competitive oh, teams they won, in the they, teens when they won the, the pennant, that was the world series they won a lot of championships pre-world series so yeah. like if you look on the no, cubs well, thing it says nl championships but that was the only championship in 1880 well yeah that was before yeah before the league it, it came it so a lot of their pennants they even do that with basketball teams like or even with football like the bears should have should be up there with the dynasties oh absolutely they have nine world championships absolutely but only one's a super bowl yeah so they talk about it like it's nothing like the bears are this history of losers like yeah. no, the bears are one of the fucking dynasties of the nfl they had the second most championships of any franchise you know they do behind the behind the pack you with know 13 so, right yeah pack is 13 exactly they were a force. And man. even though three of theirs are Super Bowls. Yeah, three of theirs. Well, in the 50s, they stunk. By the way, by the way, we talked about it last week, too. I, I'm, I'm, I, you want to know why I'm in a good mood? Because the Vikings got Kellen Mond? Because uh, Aaron Rodgers is yeah. it's imploding. So quick, because I want to I wanna not talk about sports too quick. Yeah. Bailey's not a sports guy, and he's, he's, he's the only one here live. Sure. But I want to get your reaction. The Vikings wanted to grab Justin Fields. So apparently they they didn't think the Bears were going to hop up, but that's why they quickly reverted to Mond. But like, so the word is that they were, um, if the Bears didn't do it, the Vikings were about to get Justin Fields. Does that annoy you a little bit that they they weren't more aggressive? I I, I don't, we have to talk three years from now. I think dissecting the draft, I think there's some information in it. You can tell what their kind of direction. You don't really know if a draft's been good until like two or three years later. You know, that's why all this hype, like, you know, suppose the Vikings got a very good grade. You know, they get a good grade every year because they go volume approach and that Mensa meathead GM of theirs, you know, oh, I'll get as many players as I can in the fourth round, you know, whatever. I knew I, I had a oh, hunch Bailey's they were going to trade. Guy. Bailey's a sports I, guy. I had a hunch they were going to trade down. I only said that because I got the vibe. He was like, he, he last week, he was like, I missed the draft talk. So I figured he was saying like, oh, I waited till the draft talk was over. Make that assumption. Ask a question. So he's into it. So we can keep talking. Good. (laughs) With, uh, I mean, I like football while people are taken back. What I like about uh, Justin Fields, what I like about Justin Fields, his best cat. It's not the arms. He's fucking tough. Yeah. He's tough. And and he, my favorite thing about him is he was very Peyton Manning. When they interviewed him, all he said was like, I just want to play. I just want to get my playbook and play. He, He is. He's been. Uh, he has been, I think, uh, formed for this moment since he was five years old. His, I think his old man is a Georgia state trooper. So he's one, I mean, a black state trooper in Georgia. I think he's a real hard ass. You know what I mean? So I, I think he's so from day and one. And I think he's got a chip on his shoulder from always being number two to Trevor Lawrence. I don't. And I, here's I, where if you look at. This is why, where you're nerd. If, you know, if <laughs> here would be my evidence for why I think Justin Fields could be as good as people think Lawrence is going to be. 
The only reason people have tipped Lawrence over is because at every level, Lawrence has played longer. Trevor Lawrence played four years of high school. Justin Fields only played two years of high school because he joined his junior year. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Because a lot of those high school athletes, they see him on the basketball court. They yeah. fling a ball half court at the buzzer and then yeah. the coach goes, oh my God, you should be on the football team. You know, I wonder what he did before that. So I could look up quick, but yeah, I looked at but so he, two years of high school and in those two years was rated as good as Trevor Lawrence. But oh, Trevor know. Lawrence has double the stats. So it looks like he dominated more than Fields Because they're both from Georgia. Then yep. he goes to college at Georgia, has to sit his freshman year while Trevor Lawrence gets to play a full three years of college. Yeah. Then his sophomore year goes to Ohio State, tears it up. COVID happens. So then they play seven games and then yeah. he has a couple bad ones. His only two bad games yeah. happen that year. So people are like, oh, Justin Fields ain't shit. But it's like, That's dude, poor he's as good as Trevor Lawrence. People, and you said this before, and it's the truth. Northwestern is a decent college football team. Their defense is good. They have a good de- So, you know, it's there's no shame in him. Not, you want to know why I think he didn't play well? I think he tore his pelvis. Or, he had some muscle tear in his gut, too, that he played through, I believe. Yeah. Well, maybe he did it against, against uh, Clemson, who they beat, who they beat, you know. So I, I think that. You know, what I like about him, he's tough. And you got to be tough in November and December dude, and hopefully January. Do you know what got my you know? sports dick rock hard? I rewatched that Clemson game from last year. Yeah. This motherfucker cracked his ribs. Exactly. And threw six touchdowns. Yeah. And, yeah. For, and you see him start to warm up. So he cracks his ribs. Yeah. Walks it off. The guy yeah. gets ejected because he crowned him right in the ribs. Exactly. You could tell that was a tart. Like absolutely. someone on the sideline said, take this little blank out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because they saw because Trevor Lawrence was probably whining because they were getting destroyed. He's yeah. beating me. Yeah. <laughs> Hurt him. I'm white. He's black. <laughs> no, I, I think Clemson is a weird program. I guess they have like baptisms there and shit. A lot like, of people are saying you know, now uh, when they're looking back at their draft reports, a lot of people are. There's a few people who are being like straight up saying, I think it's absolute racism that a wife fields dropped and why he was never as up until there were certain like when they when they found out he had epilepsy and just like. I feel like it's not even conscious racism, but when you look at his that tall white kid with the long blonde well, hair, and, and he's he's been the chosen and the way guy. He stands, yeah, and then you yeah. just still look at Fields. It's like, well, he's the dynamic one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Dynamic. He's the urban. Yeah. He's the athletic one. So there was one guy. He was like, I'm not saying it's like KKK level, but yeah. there's absolutely a hint of racism of why people love Trevor Lawrence so much. And look yeah. at Fields. It's like, well, Fields is a risk. Uh, he's a risk. Uh, Fields is. As tough as a nickel steak, and that's a good quality to have. When you have to get those tough yards in the fourth quarter, like he's got to run for three or four yards, that matters too. You know, people get so caught up in big plays, and I like big plays, and he's got big play ability too. He's got big play. But I think when you yep. have to get those tough yards from I'm the chat, you, Mac Jones and Justin Fields are going to be the two breakout rookies that can take their teams to the playoffs. I I, I, don't, I don't know about Mac. Oh, I'll tell you what, Mac Jones is He went decent. to the perfect system. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he went to the Patriots. Belichick right? wants to turn him into Brady. Yeah, yeah, you, you very much, you can, Belichick wants to show that he can win one without Brady. You know, his ego is... <laughs> Is like that, you know. I Bra- camera back. My brother says Tom Brady reminds me of every frat boy he knew in co- in college. You got a got a uh, car from his father, and was just a smug, a smug, self satisfied piece of shit. That's why he hates Tom Brady. 
Anyway, uh, yeah, but I think Fields, uh, I think you should be very happy with that. I I'm think pumped. He, he is uh, he's as tough as a nickel steak. And I'm excited you know, he'll for have his you. rookie moments, you know. Because I'm excited for four years from now for the shootouts between Kellen Mond and Justin Fields. Uh, Kellen Mond has got to learn how to complete a pass. As long as he brings pass, that ball down. You know, he only, have you been watching the tapes? I've watched some of it. Uh, he's athletic. He can move. He's got a gun, too. He's got yeah, a hose. Yeah, he does. He does. But I he, think it's he the... He completed 51% of his passes. Also, here's what... Here's... It's, it's, not a, good. it's a better version of Mitch and not Mitch, but it's yeah. a better version of an athletic quarterback. And they say he's more accurate on the run. He's more accurate off foot. They say yeah. when his footing is off, they showed some passes where he winds around like he'll be running forwards, whip around and like throw off a back foot. And he lay zips it to somebody They're like Mahomes or something like that. Mon yeah. Could do that. Yeah. But it, yeah. I think his straight pocket like taking the top off the field he still needs well, to that, work that's on what it. nfl the nfl is so it's so you know again these coaches think they're fighting rommel in the north african desert <laughs> they don't want to change one bit it's like this is the direction of football though as much as i don't like the spread option i don't like the spread i don't like that i don't like it i don't like it i like power eye I, w I want to get the running back with some momentum and do some play action passing. I do not like the spread option. Oh, when Crow, Crow does know, the, he wants the fucking he, Heisman Trophy pose. It's just that I want to see power. He wants eye. Matt fucking Suey. You know, yeah, I, I want to see with it. the cross face mask <laughs> like Thurman Thomas. You know, yeah, I want I, I want a big fullback like William Floyd, Tom Rathman. But though, see, that's what Wisconsin does. That's why I like them because they still run the power eye. Matt you know? Stafford is going to be exciting in a Rams uniform from I, the it, chat. It, this is so good having the chat to throw topics yeah. out there yeah no it'll be interesting to see i mean you know we'll see what happens they gave up a lot i actually think the lions got a good deal there i'm like that's a yeah. good trade for them and for the motor city kitty fucking, cats yeah their you know? their coach is a psychopath uh, but uh, we're going to get knocked down. We're going to sure we're going to get the absolute bejesus knocked out of us, but we're going to keep getting back up. Yeah. Like Detroit. We That's what we do in Detroit. Ugh. It's like that, Detroit is an artsy city. Just like they fucking they. No, they, no it's not. It no, a, but it's it, it is a it is a burnt out hollow shell of its old self. It is toothless well, men. It's more of know? a uh, dry <laughs> pizza. Because of all the little Caesars in town, it, it, it is not. It's a, yeah. It, it is it's like a, a stale piece of bread. It used to have 1.9 million people in 1960. I love Detroit, by the way. I've done shows there. We're just talking shit. Yeah, one point. It's 600,000 people. There are as many people in Milwaukee as there's in Detroit right now. 600,000 people, and they're the reason we have Joe Biden in the White House. Thank you guys so much. We'll <laughs> exactly. return after a word from our sponsor. Wait, you mean when he stole the election? Yeah, exactly. Let me tell you something, but no. I'm Antifa. <laughs> What's going on? I'm a general. Sal. No, it, it, it's uh, it's uh, what's the guy from The Wire, man? Oh yeah, you, that is a good. Yeah, that's good. He's a good character. That is a good one. He is a good. You know, McNulty. You're always doing your own thing, and after your investigation, you are out of that's here. That's good because you don't sound. A lot of times when people try and do impressions of black guys, they just do the Richard Belzer <laughs> like, "Yo, Bojangles." <laughs> oh God. Yeah, yeah. What do you say? Yo, he's always pissed off. McNulty doing his own thing. Yeah. You know, uh, anyway. But um, so the Wrigley Mansion. Yes. Uh, uh, Bailey saying that uh, there's a Wrigley Mansion in Wisconsin. Do you know of this? Uh, that makes sense. I, I didn't know. I, they I probably know had them all at. over. I, dude, I, I think that they had a they had a lot of money. So what else? So we had fucking horny Cindy. Yeah. <laughs> had the <laughs> guy the that was tour. fucking had the bison tour. I'm trying to. I smoked a lot off, of joints. Dude. A lot of joints. We watched a lot of HBO. Did, did you go to like a couple good restaurants there? 
Oh yeah, we I went to this think. place. We ate seafood at this one fucking. Ooh, what was it called? Ooh. The lobster net or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, was it like fresh? Was it fresh? And yeah, good? yeah, we went to yeah. this place called uh, like Nathan's West or something like that. It was this burger place that was really good. Yeah. Yep. We went to this place called Montecito. What was the beach we went to on Catalina Island? The beach resort where we ate Monte. Descanso Beach. That's like where all the f- fancy fucks go. You Wasn't get to, there a Descanso for the 84 Cubs? I don't you know. get to that's Daniel Descalzo. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, Descanso. You get to lay on those wooden fucking recliners that are like oh, eight yeah. times the size of your body. Yeah, the kind yeah. that fucking like a uh, Bernie sat on the whole movie at yeah. weekend at Bernie's. Absolutely, that's cool. Am I just sunning yourself out there? That's good. We were the pop in a pool. Do you know? Pool? Uh, we didn't. Go, it was cold, dog. Yeah. I'm sure it was. It was still off season. Ooh. It was still kind of the tail end of winter. Yeah. No, that 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 would be. That's the time to go. You got to go. It's not season. as crowded. Exactly. Exactly. Not, not quite we were as able to state. take our mask down in the open. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why golf, man. Golf yesterday, you can go in Griffith Park and take the mask off. When you get outside, taking the mask off is nice. A lot of people riding their golf carts around. Yeah, that would make sense. Are there some, a few retire? There's a waiting list there? for a car. Yeah, there's a 30-year wait list to own a car on Catalina Island. Wow. Well, I, I think I told you when I went to Key Calker in, in Belize, uh, it was a 1,400-person island, five miles wide, mile and a half, or five miles long, mile and a half wide. So there's 4,000 year-round residents on Catalina yep. Island. A lot of them work there. Yeah. Like Cindy, yeah. She came here. I taught, in, I taught second grade. Yeah. <laughs> and then the economy took a shit, and I was fired because uh, she... She had to like she took us back late. Yeah. So halfway through our ra- our way back, her tour was done. Just, so she was like, "We gotta just get home." So she was like, "I just have to tell you about myself." So <laughs> yeah, and then I sang jazz on a boat. And, Are you serious? She told you her life story? Oh yeah, and that's when she got into the joke about how like everybody dates once on the island, but by the time I got here, they had all gone through. Yeah. Wow. Please touch me. Yeah, the <laughs> the whole uh, uh, I, I want to go out there off season. It's time great. To we're go. going. There's camp yeah. resorts. We're definitely going. I'm putting like the, you on a boat. There's you, yeah. the boats. You could sit inside. Like they have a bar in there. In the boat. Yeah, in the boat. No, over oh, there. They have a bar. Okay. No, you can't. Yeah, when there's not a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's not a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. You can probably wakeboard. Yeah, fucking yeah. In, the, in the back. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because well, June 15th, the state's supposed to open up June 15th, yeah. according to Newsom. We're about a buck two into the stream. You want to ease into a break? Yeah, let's ease into a break. Yeah. Not immediate. I'm just saying we're gonna we can still talk for a few. Tawny Katane, we hit over. We also oh, we haven't we haven't even gotten into any of the news yet. Catalina really. Island. We've we done well. About. Yeah, I, I like what we've talked about because we hit some topics. Well, that we we'll t- to how's how's it been, guys? How's the stream been? I hope it's been decent. Chad, if it's been good. I'm gonna fucking go over Justin Fields. We, uh, you'll be talking about him a lot. Uh, it's gonna be a topic of conversation through the summer. I think Justin Fields. He has a hangnail. Oh boy, what's gonna happen? It was throwing motion. Oh, I don't know. It was shoelaces. No. Oh, it just ties him too tight and it cuts the circulation out to his I'm big toe. About. Oh god, Justin Fields. What's no. gonna happen? Why? Why would you be? Why would you make fun of me? This is what I is. Gonna, I'm gonna be enjoyed about our friendship. Is you've made fun of me for having a shitty quarterback, and now you're gonna make fun of me because oh, you, you're, you're gem, your savior. Justin he hasn't Field. taken a single snap, man. We gotta but, see how he plays yet. This is all speculation. But wouldn't you be, be excited, excited if someone said that, that your quarterback was a generational talent, like they're saying Justin Fields? Oh, is? I've heard that before, and it doesn't happen. Well, for who? I, I, I not for the Vikings. I'm just saying. 
playing for uh, t- Ryan Leaf. I feel you know? like in I mean, general for oh, the people. This guy's going to be amazing, you know? Ryan Leaf almost had a oh, chance to be the oh, number. Oh, buddy. Uh, Bailey wanted to know about the TV ratings. Boy, do we ever have updated TV ratings. Yeah, we do. We do. We're- I've included formulas. We got the t- <laughs> we're getting a total number here. So let's talk about that, and that'll be the preview for the second half. Yeah. You know, uh, so we have a kind of a new formula, Keith. We we got to stick with a formula, though. We got to just oh, make yeah. a choice and stick with it at one point. But but, but I like it. But and yeah, then we got like, a, and ideas, then I so think I like we're going to watch Right to Die, which is a, a TV movie from 1987 about fucking Raquel Welch with ALS. <laughs> I wonder what her acting is But then is we like, also man. have options. I got a Bulls game from 97. There's good things in the second half. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Hang tight. We'll Bulls be back game from 97 yeah. here in. Uh, let me pull up the we'll be back screen but, but the TV ratings. Yeah. So we're going to do like the TV ratings for Netflix, right? We have a yeah. new metric for which is like number of minutes watched. And you can it's, watch yeah. a show for 700 million minutes or something like that. Yeah. Okay, you have 20 million viewers. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back here in what? 15 minutes. Yeah. 15 minutes. Yep. Absolutely. Hang on, we're going to get the sound here. One second, James. One second. Oh, here comes crispy critters. A good wholesome bunch. The low sugar cereal with lots of crunch. Yes, it's indubitably. 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 Most crispy critter cereal is part of a balanced breakfast. If I were to describe the taste of Dutch chocolate mint, I'd say it was. It's like mint chocolate chip ice cream melting in a coffee cup. Yeah. yeah. It's an after-dinner mint, only hot. Go ahead, go. Uh, I think it's like a candy cane dipped in Bosco. Yes. It's mint and chocolate like I've never had it. Mm. Dutch chocolate mint, new from General Foods International Coffees. It's like when you eat a mint and your boyfriend eats chocolate and you kiss. For my tender broiled fish, take fish fillets, add salt and pepper. Now the special ingredient, mayonnaise. Spread on to add flavor, seal in juices, and brown. For extra zip, mix in Dijon mustard or herb. Broil five minutes. Shortcuts from General Foods. Do you believe in magic? New lemon fresh dash. It's a dash of lemon in a fresh new way. A Christmas story starring Darren McGavin will continue in a moment. Coach keeps me on the bench because I'm small. 
That makes me so mad. I explained it to Mom. Now she gives me extra big breakfast so I can grow. Arita hash browns, eggs, the works. I put it away, and I tell Mom that Arita hash browns make you taller faster, so she gives me more. Dad says I'm pretty smart for a jock. I got hooked on ivory soap when I was 12. I was trying to impress Jennifer Brooke. So I bought this manly man soap and sang pirate songs in the shower. My dad took one whiff and sent me back with a bar of ivory. Just be yourself, he said, and get rid of that parrot. Well, it turned out to be good advice. That night, Jennifer looked at me and said, you smell good, Peter. I still use ivory, because anything else just doesn't seem like clean to me. But now and then, I miss the bird. I do. Kids, could you please go down to the freezer and bring up some Vandy Camps for dinner? Sure, Mom. Vandy Camps fish. They taste fresh because they're frozen fresh. Then they're dipped in crispy breadcrumbs or golden egg batter for a taste your family will love. For dinner? Once they catch <laughs> Henry, them. Henry, of course you're welcome. Kids, could you go down to the freezer and grab some more? Vandy Camps, the freshest ideas in frozen fish. Now, try our crispy new microwave fish sticks and fillets. Now back to Melinda Dillon and Peter Billingsley in A Christmas Story. We'll return to A Christmas Story starring Peter Billingsley. Get ready for a toothpaste that tastes so great, kids will rush to brush. New Quest for Kids with a flavor that's so different, some kids call it... Very delicious. Very, very, blueberry, banana, banana, very feet, no matter what they call it, they'll rush to brush. Mm, bubble, 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 bubble. And while they're enjoying the flavor, they'll be fighting cavities, too. Bubble New Quest for Kids. It tastes so great, they'll rush to brush. Beep, beep, new food. Mm, surprise. Sponge cake. Tunnel of fudge is luscious fun. Just six minutes and it's done. A special treat to tantalize. awfully sore. Chloroseptic stops the pain awfully fast. How fast? So fast, when he starts to feel relief, we'll end this commercial. Ah! A Christmas Story starring Darren McGavin will continue in a moment. From Fox 32 News, this is Update with Robin Brantley. 
Some of the stories we're working on here in the Fox 32 newsroom. Former presidential aide Michael Deaver tonight guilty of perjury. We will go to Washington for that. And Gary Hart takes his revived presidential dreams to the voters. Hopes they can forgive, if not forget, why he quit running the first time. Here in Chicago, police make sweeping gang busts, seizing guns, drugs, and hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash. Plus, a timeless tribute to Marilyn Monroe. When you join Chris Long and me for Fox 32 News at 9. Touchstone Pictures presents Tom Selleck, Steve Gutenberg, Ted Danson. Three incredibly eligible men about to receive one incredible surprise. That's a baby. It's a baby. Of course it's a baby. Three dedicated bachelors discovering the joy Please, not on the silk sheets. of raising one little girl. We haven't been able to work or to sleep. And there's been oh. no over this place for days. Three men and a baby. I think we're in big trouble. Rated PG. Now playing at theaters everywhere. for only 99 cents. Now, doesn't that tempt your wallet? December 14th to 24th, the double cheeseburger, just 99 cents. Burger King, the best food for fast times. Peace and quiet are not part of this job. Headaches are. I used to take aspirin or Tylenol, but today, my choice is Advil. My doctor told me to try Advil. He said it contains the same medicine as in the prescription brand Motrin. Just one Advil is as effective as two regular aspirin. Advil gets rid of my headaches, and it's gentler to my stomach than aspirin. For headaches, Advil. Tablets and caplets. Advanced medicine for pain. We'll return to A Christmas Story, starring Peter Billingsley. These are the halls of medicine where you'll find comfort for a sore throat, a way of quiet, a cough and a feeling of relief for a stuffy nose. These are Hall's menthol lipless cough tablets with vapor action. These are the Halls of Medicine. When you bite dentine, that snappy flavor bites you back. And that tingle freshens your breath. Dentine, the gum that bites you back. Be back in about eight minutes. April Fresh Downy, feel the fluffiest softness ever. This new French bread pizza, magnifique, no such a spicy Italian sauce. Thick, crusty French bread. Sausage and pepperoni. Wait, what you is, not French. They know Italian. This Swiss is a living. It's living. Oh, sure, Heinz tried to make their homestyle gravy like homemade. Used real beef, beef juices, my seasonings, but there's still something missing. <laughs> there are no lumps. See? 
Heinz Homestyle Gravy, so close to homemade. Ah! A Christmas Story starring Darren McGavin will continue in a moment. on Fox 32. It'll be the baby's first Christmas, and we want all the grandparents to share it with us. So we decided airline tickets would be good gifts, but expensive. I called the Citibank 800 number to see if we could get a credit increase on our Citibank MasterCard. I saw they were good customers, so I was able to give them an increase immediately. Well, thanks to Citibank, Sarah's grandparents are going to have the best Christmas ever. Merry Christmas from Citibank MasterCard. Look, what do your wondering eyes now appear? Only at Burger King, it's Cuddly Reindeer. There's Rodney, Ramona, Rhonda, and Randy. At $1.99 each, the price is just dandy. Get a deer with your Whopper. Order one with your shake. Collect all four now. What presents they'll make. And for each reindeer you buy, Burger King will make a donation to Children's Memorial Hospital this holiday season. Just look for your neighborhood Burger King sign for a merrier Christmas and the best food for fast times. Last September, the class of 2000 started school. By the time they graduate, they'll have uses for electricity we can't begin to imagine. But Commonwealth Edison has already planned to meet their demand. So the class of 2000 won't have to depend on sources outside Illinois for the electricity they need to start the 21st century. Commonwealth Edison, we're there when you need us. Christmas Story, starring Peter Billingsley. What'll I make for dinner? Ah, pastry pocket. Introducing new pastry pockets. Turn ordinary stuff into hot stuff. Fill, fold, bake. And you've got a convenient dinner that's hot, flaky, and delicious. Oh, 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 fresh New pastry pockets from Pillsbury. <laughs> I was in Phoenix. I had to give a speech. While I was working on my speech in the hotel room, I started coughing. So I called down at the front desk, sent up some cough syrup. Not all cough medicines work the same. This stuff was for kids. Well, hello, Larry. Hello, Larry. You talk to people all day for You know what that music means. We're coming back. Hello, Larry. Hello, Larry. Hello, Larry. Hello, Larry. Hello, Larry. Well, hello, Larry. 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 H
All right, we're back. That was a deep cut, man. That was you. You played that one out, man. The man, whole that, that's the whole fucking song. That was like when I saw Blue Oyster Cult at the Lincoln Street Fest in in, in 05 or 06. And they did a, a seven-minute version. Of, they had a seven-minute bass solo during the song Godzilla. You know, that's, that's what it was like. It was a deep, long cut for this for the second half of the show. Yeah. You know, which, yeah. So welcome back to the show, everybody. We're, uh, we're here. We're going to watch. We're probably going to watch this fucking Right to Die movie, but we have options. <laughs> I'm going to lay down the light list for you because I got this weird movie called Hot Paint about John Larroquette stealing a painting <laughs> and trying to sell it. I went crazy with TV movies this week. We'll, we'll give the list. We'll see what what the chat wants to do. They're here, too. TV movies, man. I remember when they used to mean something. I cared about a TV movie. You know, the miniseries was like that. That was like that was like an artistic. So here's what I got. Stretch out, man. I got Bulls Bulls vs. Hawks, 1997 semifinals, game two with commercials. I have Cry for the Stranger, Saturday night movie, December 11th, 1982. I have Hot Paint from 1988. This is a CBS Sunday movie. Um, Let's see what else here. I got a bunch of Christmas specials. Very Brady Christmas, John Denver Christmas. That could be fucking. That would be pretty interesting. To that watch. would be interesting. I got a bunch of Golden Girls major dad. Dis- I got the inauguration of Bill Bill Clinton. Uh, I I, I, I want to watch. Got some knots landing. I I, <laughs> I, I want to watch the uh, the uh, what was that? What was that one again? What was that one again? You were just on. What the oh you see are you reading it as I do it yeah I can barely see it actually but okay so the one I just had is uh these are VHS tapes we're probably gonna get pop for that yeah but this one's Golden Girls Major Dad uh, designing women don't want to watch that uh but you had a good one not not Clinton's inauguration the holiday one one the, oh the John Denver Christmas that's the one that kind of caught my attention that or that CBS movie from 1982 because it would just be so bizarre okay. and yeah dated. we can put that on. You know, and just the pacing of things. When I watch, and I think of that being the television of my era, and I remember watching it, the pacing of it is so different now when you watch stuff. The palette is so different. This is this was the weekend I flew back. Yeah, I remember, I remember this Saturday night movie. This is the, the graphics. I remember these, man. It's exciting. Oh, we're gonna we're in for a treat now. Yeah, dude. You know, this is like some Cosell era. Oh, TV. you used to care about like when a when a when a feature film made it on TV it was like two years later. You know, it was like, oh my god, you're gonna get Jaws. Oh, in a mysterious town where all the strangers die. Dallas says Patrick, Patrick is a stranger Duffy. whose time is slowly running out. Brian Keith is a cop trying to solve a mass murder. They all died during storms. A world premiere thriller. What are you just directly copying Carrie? Strangers. Next. Wow. So that's what we're in for. We're going to do everything. This is happening. (laughs) That last scream? That was per- that was amazing. Frosting for German chocolate cake. And then I love that we're gonna strangers ah murder <laughs> traditional frosting for your German chocolate cake. Yeah, yeah, coconut almond. There you go. You're gonna make your cake taste good. So I mean, who is this geared towards? It's it's just bizarre. Okay, yeah. How bizarre? How bizarre? How bizarre? Okay, here's the thing. Oh, I want to talk about this. Talk about wrestling. We're talking about wrestling. 
And the thing about, like, like, I'm not a fan of wrestling. And I've been watching, though, a bunch of these biographies, these one-hour biographies have been done on Randy the Macho Man Savage. That was, I saw that one. Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper, I saw that one. And I saw Stone Cold Steve Austin. I watched, you know, it's all the same trajectory to me. Every single one is the same story. They grew up rough. Oh, really? Imagine that. They grew up rough. I have a hard time imagining that. Roddy, Roddy Piper grew up rough. Yeah, but it's the same thing. Rough. It's the same and thing. Then they, and they're could, always, they had a rough childhood, but they had wrestling games, but they were a family, man, but they liked pills and alcohol. And they died young. Okay. It's, I feel it's just the same arc every time. That's You can say the same thing for musicians. <sighs> No, no. It, yeah, it's, you can. The, I watch it and I just like, no, this is, you know, and there's one bullshit. Oh, you know, all athletes are entertainers, you know, so you know, these, I think people criticize wrestling saying, oh, it's just entertainment. Just, hey, I got news for you, pal. All sports entertainment. Yeah, it actually, it's not choreographed okay there is something to it there are plays they run there is an actual tension going on not this make-believe pretend yeah. Listen, i love the heel i and roddy roddy piper his lines were pretty damn good they're pretty damn good i like you, you him you probably like the promo ass you probably like freddie blassie and shit you, in you, his you, day i, I mean i i always Big liked Bobby, would you like heenan and stuff here's what i liked I always liked this one. Big titties, man. You know, when they got away from the, when it was like the, the, the quiet guy, like, oh, so, Kurt Henning. You're Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning. You know, it was like the slow talking voice. So, million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. You think you can buy your way to a championship, but you know you can't. Like, remember, like the it was the, like the, the low talking guy. The, yeah, the so, subdued guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, I always kind of I like that as a character too. I mean, Piper was hilarious because it was just over the top, you know, and, and ridiculous. At the same time, it's their lives; they have the same arc of their life. They all die well, because the, of roids, I, and it's the rest. You know? Well, the wrestling business. And that, oh, it's they're exploited pieces. Well, because of meat. the same. It's because they're in the same cycle. They're in the same uh, teeth, so they all get chewed up the same way. They're nothing but a piece Hang of on. meat, man. God, you know, look terrible. I mean, Lex, uh, Lex Luger. Oh my God, he's 140 pounds. I mean, hold on. I got you. Have to, got, I gotta, you've got to admit. I mean, I saw him and I was like, this guy's obviously he's got tumors all over his body. Right? Crow's gonna. I mean, this guy was like, incri- I mean, he was jacked, ripped, and he was literally one third of that human being. It was bizarre, you know. It was like, it's the same. It's the same fucking. Yeah, yeah. I'm eating with him. There you go. I'm eating it. It tastes it good. It sounds gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I like it. There you go. It is fucking not good, okay? It is contrived nonsense. It you is not you good. You can't yell at people for watching wrestling while having bad manners. No, I can, I can do that just fine. It, it is. Listen, there are elements of it that are entertaining. I can't spend an entire hour of my life, even during COVID time. Some shows are watching about yeah, yeah, of Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Attitude Era. Ooh, it brought in a new era. It brought in a new it era did, of though. stupidity is okay. what it brought in. Okay. You know? God, so did a lot of the shit that came out when you were younger. Porkies, Mr. Yes, Porkies. I, I get it. Those were bad and dumb, too. I get that also. I get that, that those were bad. Those were shitty. I am a grown man now. Yeah. I realize they're shitty. Crow okay? was allowed to have shitty things because they were under the threat of the Iron Curtain <laughs> through the entirety of the 80s. Well, that, that, well that's With your fucking listen, stupid Cold War. L- listen, but <laughs> over here in the United States, completely not in danger of anything. Well, that's not the truth. Uh, but but with uh, 
But with the whole, I mean, that era, some of the wrestling stuff, some of the shit talking, the hyper guy, yeah, Roddy Ray Piper was good. Uh, he, he, there are some funny lines in there. Dude, Sergeant Slaughter legitimately got death threats when he turned and joined this fucking Iraq team it's in, like, 90, in the early 90s. Because that's how dumb people are. He actually get genuine death threats over just this goofy theater, you know? It's like, or no, is it's that funny, how good though. they blurred the lines? Ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh, it was artistic. Here's it, a perfect example of, of not even the, of a, where... They blur the lines to. well. Well, I'm gonna. I gotta Eat. turn it down. Crow, it really is disgusting. If you, when you listen back to the episode, you're gonna be like, "Yeah, that's gross." Um, when in the '90s, uh, when the NWO took over WCW, they had this scene where they took Rey Mysterio and spiked him off the fucking side of a trailer. But the shit like that had been done so little in wrestling that there was a neighborhood behind the studio and they saw these dudes take this little guy and throw him off the side of a trailer. And they were like, I know they tape wrestling back here, but like that doesn't happen. So they legitimately called the police and were like, some fucking people are mugging some guy behind the thing. And that's the one time where they're like, yeah, that's, that's how you're supposed to like blur the lines of like, that was an absolute storyline. And people were like, Hey, I think this is really happening. You know, McMahon is an absolute Vince. He is a scumbag. Oh yeah. He is a scumbag, dirt bag, Trump supporting, asshole and, and therefore friends. i cannot uh, uh, close oh, well, we're not even talking uh, there's other wrestling companies we're watching the strangers strangers are dying is it we're watching right now uh this what is it called i don't know the, the, this this look at this filter they put on <laughs> cry for the strangers but, like this would have been artistic to me like at that time, i would have been like whoa man they're changing the color but yeah this show whoa. this show we were talking about in the chat dark side of the ring it's about the grimier like they do a show about bruiser brody he got stabbed and killed in a wrestling locker oh, room randomly man uh brian pillman jr had a fucking wife ex-wife that shot herself because his current wife tortured her so hard and oh. he ended up dying in a hotel room they've done stuff about legit screw jobs that happened like do you know about the montreal screw job no so, I think I may have heard about. So it. this happened. They it was when they took. It was basically when like they took something that was happening in real life and forced it onto the screen. Yeah. So Bret Hart was about to leave WWF because they had signed him to this giant twenty year deal, and then Vince McMahon, the scumbag that he is, six years into the deal, was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I can't afford that deal, so we're going to need to resign." So Bret Hart was like, "Okay, I'm going to go to WCW because they're going to give me the same amount of money in five years. Yeah. Like you gave yeah. me." A million a year for 20 years they're going to give that to me in five years so three million a year for five years and they were like okay go so but he was the champion at the time and the wrestling thing to do when you're about to leave is you drop the belt to whoever the fuck yeah who's the heir apparent you leave on your back well, the guy they wanted Bret Hart to drop the belt to, he hated. Oh, these etiquette, these bullshit he etiquettes hated. as if it's real. So he had refused to everything they threw at him. Let's do it like this. Let's do it like this. He kept no, 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 because it was in Canada and he's the king of Canada. And he was like, I'm not dropping my belt to someone I hate in my home country. Like his idea was I'll drop it the next night on Raw. The next night I'll just give it away. But they didn't trust them because they had they had had wrestlers that had brought titles because they were in the middle of a like TV ratings war. So they had had wrestlers legitimately bring WWF titles on the other show and be and throw them in the garbage. So Vince McMahon was all paranoid about people leaving. Of course. So he was worried. Republican. So he was like, Brett's not going to do business. So what they did is they said, fuck it. Just 
take the belt off of him. So what they did is they told him it's going to be a disqualification. Shawn Michaels is going to put you in your finisher. They're going to call a disqualification. Well, as it was happening, Vince McMahon runs out, tells the ref to ring the bell and Shawn Michaels wins the title. And you see him take the belt and he almost like slams it up. Like even the dude who won the title was like, what the fuck? Uh, Bret Hart spit in Vince McMahon's face on live television. Yeah. So they do a dark side of the ring about that, yeah. like about that thing. Cause that create, do you know, you have to know enough wrestling to know the Vince McMahon asshole character. Yes, the, of course. That moment, the Montreal screw job forced him to create that character because it came out in the news that like, Hey, the dude who owns WWF legitimately fucked over one of his wrestlers on yeah. live television. Yeah. So to counteract that, he created the Mr. McMahon character and cut this famous promo where he was like, I didn't screw Brett. Brett screwed Brett. Yeah. And that's like a famous quote of Vince McMahon of Brett screwed Brett. Uh, but like, and that's where he's a genius asshole because he took something that, and he turned it into the Attitude Era. Like that is for all intents and purposes the beginning of like the Stone Cold and Rock Era where he basically said like, we're gonna go full Howard Stern. Like everything that's happening backstage, we're just gonna fucking do it full bore. Tits, ass. You know, I'm amazed that in my 52, year, 52 years on this planet, I've, uh, I didn't know this backstory. I, I, I didn't know it. And now this is my, my life teenage years. is so much more fulfilling now that I know. We didn't even get through the credits, the <laughs> opening credits of this fucking movie. It's called Cry for the Strangers. Look at the called? font they're using. It, 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 God. This is like 1940s fucking Gregory Peck music. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, well, you know, there was still Ooh, Brian Keith. I the, don't even know who the fuck that is. Oh, wait, no, he, he was a known actor of that era. Oh, he was I'm going to go to your camera. We're changing out batteries. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, oh, no, we're going to that. There was yeah. still a palette for this. I mean, this was this was geared towards like middle American, like old women, you know, like. Uh, yeah, women who were like probably in their 50s. In in the nineteen, I mean, they're all dead now. In the nineteen eighties, this is like this is like geared towards like housewives. The kids have moved out. They're doing crochet. They haven't had good sex in years. Uh, and uh, and they're watching this because there's a certain like horror element to it. Like, ooh, it's gonna be well, like yeah. That. And it's like a uh, carpenter. They're trying to do the fog. I yeah, feel yeah. like <laughs> a movie which I don't really like. Oh, the fog's not good. The only you want the best part I like about the fog is that he does the radio show from the fucking like the top of the lighthouse. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking sick. If we were doing this podcast <laughs> from the top of a fucking lighthouse right yeah, now, yeah, and an eerie fog blanketed it, yeah, that'd be a good episode. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The whole uh, you ever see the movie? Pontypool. No, I have not. That's a. It's about a radio show, and during the radio show, a zombie attack is happening, and you don't see anything. It's it's from the point of view of a dude doing a radio show, and he's taking calls, and you hear everything in the background. Oh, interesting. It's fucking awesome. Sounds okay. Sounds good. You know, but yeah, it, Patrick Duffy. Look at Duffy. Yeah, Duffy he owns was, a bar in L.A. <laughs> it's got a theater attached to it. Well, he, <laughs> that is not step by step Duffy. That, well, I, know, I mean, he's. He's grizzled, you know. He's he's got his beard. It's Kenny Rogers, Duffy, right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. That that's more of a late seventies look to me. See, I don't look at the early eighties in that light. Uh, for some reason, I don't think of a guys having beards and so shit. So, do you want to do do you want to do news or do you want to do ratings first? Uh, uh, I just want to say that you know wrestling. Okay, I have certain begrudging respects for elements of it, but overall, I find it to be very exploitive. And uh, oh, sure, I can't watch it for too long. Where I'd get defensive of it is. I understand the light ribbing of like, oh, it's a very childish thing, but 
I get annoyed when the reason people hate it is because people like it. Yeah. <laughs> like what? What the fuck? Like who cares? That is like true. the world's not worse because but there's the wrestling the, fans. But you ain't gonna convince me to like it. I tell you that. No, much. it's fine. <laughs> I've made my decision. I do not like it. Uh, you know, I tell you what. There was a period of time I said before in college, my sophomore year, for about six months, I saw the birth of the Ultimate Warrior, and actually was kind of. I thought it was funny. I, I kind of liked watching it. But then when they'd show the crowd, these kids, these loser, eight and ten and twelve year old kids, I'm at WrestleMania and it's really. It's like, oh God, it's sad to me. I, I just, <laughs> I just find it embarrassing when when they do the crowd shots. So do you? Wanna, and their lives are also. Although I will say, the wrestler was a good movie. Also, quick, yeah. quick history in TV. By the way, now that we're on wrestling, yeah. uh, anniversary of Bruno San Martino winning the heavyweight title in 1963, which he held for eight straight years. That was back when they like never took the fucking title. <laughs> they wrestled two matches a year. <laughs> He'd come to the Omni in Hammond, Indiana and yeah, fucking the whole hammer re- fist somebody. The regional era. And the fact that Vince McMahon knew, like, okay, I'm going to become the dominant force. His wife oh, runs, he killed runs the territories. Yeah. Outside, I would like to get you a book about the death of the NWA because that's not even about... It's a business book. That's not even yeah. about the wrestling. That's about how Vince McMahon went out and strangled the territories singled out their best stars the people that would travel from territory to territory and just took them all and strangled out these made fucking star basically an all-star and then it. by he either let them die or if they succeeded he just ended up buying them and then he would and then now because of that he owns these massive tape libraries because all those shows were on fucking local access cable i just want to let you know that's interesting background it actually is uh i'm gonna get I you golfed a golf with vince yesterday and Averill, told, yeah, uh, we watch wrestling's Vince Averill, friend uh, of the show, absolutely. And I mentioned, I, I, I have a podcast I do on Saturdays, and my 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 podcast uh, friend mate is a uh, is a big wrestling fan. He listens to your podcast sometimes. Oh, it's good. We just had our four hundredth episode. Yeah, he's a good guy. I like him. He's a good. They he was, are famous <laughs> for uh, I I in social circles like you know when someone does a bit and you're like oh i'm doing that all the time i see that person now so there's this big wrestler named braun Strowman, and he talks like this yeah but on we watch wrestling they do his voice like this (laughs) oh braun Strowman! so now every time he's on tv that's what i fucking do (laughs) they call him beef stroganoff (laughs) it's just the he told me he was named after vince uh vince lombardi Hell yeah. Even though he grew, his father grew up in Detroit, he grew up a Packer fan in the 60s because they were good. And it was despite his father who was a jerk. Yeah. So anniversary know? of Bruno winning the belt. Yeah. Okay. So what else this week in TV history? Yeah. Um. So do you want to go to that? Sure. Bang that. that out of the yeah. way? Because th- this Strangers in the Mist is... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what it's about yet, dude. It's, I mean, it's it's fucking long, dude. Let's see how long it is. Uh, I'm sure we got a two hour. I mean, we're not going to watch the whole two hours and five minutes. Of course Obviously. Not. This was I think this was probably filmed in in Catalina Island. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to kind of bang through these. We got 1941 Bob Hope's first USO show. Wow. Okay. He was 38. Yeah. That's the truth. He's born in 03. 1941 (laughs) FCC approves regularly scheduled a first regularly scheduled uh, commercial TV broadcast to begin in July 1st of 1941. Okay. Bailey loved the Braun Strowman voice. I'm just going back to the sure, chat every now sure. and again. Yeah. Uh, 1963, Bruno becomes the champ. 1978, ABC aired the Stars Salute Israel at 30. Wow. 
Wow. That wait, well, the globalist. So was, that was, was Israel 30 years old? Yeah, is 1948, that 1948. It's Israel's it birthday. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it's, that, that is <laughs> globalist. What, the globalist. What, what a horrible euphemism. 1980. For, Big year for you, I'm sure. Slasher horror film Friday the 13th is released in U.S. Uh, cinemas. I remember seeing the commercials for that when I was like sitting in bed. I had to put the sheets over my head. <laughs> I had to put the sheets over my head as a 10-year-old because it was so terrifying to me. That was definitely like Friday the 13th was a new era. A different genre of movie was created. The, well, because it was was definitely created from that. I feel know? like since it hadn't been done before, it wasn't dumb yet. So you were like, yeah. oh, this is kind of like... I feel like it's very gory, the low budgetness and the campiness almost made it scarier at the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, this is almost just like some dude is carrying around a camera. What do you and think like, Blair Witch Hunt was? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's a, it, it was. Yeah. It had a kind of a raw, gra- grainy realism. It was raw. Well, and that's what made if I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. If you watch that as far as your horror movies from that era, I, I, I want your opinion because I respect your opinion on this. For me, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and, and Carrie, I think, have aged the best of that era of you know, Halloween. Halloween's OK, but I'm trying to think of, of that era of, of horror movie. What has aged the best? And I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre is still pretty creepy if you watch it. You know, I, oh, I yeah. was I was scared. I saw it when I was twelve years old at a drive-in. Yeah. I was petrified. I was petrified that night. Well, because that's not even like a cheesy plot. That's just like it's all you almost feel inconvenienced, like they are. Like these, even though you hate them, they're like a bunch of grimy hillbillies. Like they're just going to see a Skinner show or some shit like that. <laughs> I mean, and that I mean, <laughs> if you watch it, the the whole ghoul family they bring them to, you know, like that whole thing. It's like it's. I mean, it had a real gory kind of weird underbelly to it. That was the first death, and that this the if you watch that movie, the sound is very good still. Like they do a good job of like kind of linking scenes together with like the the background noise of an engine that's going, you know, and like and then someone goes past, hey, you know, going into the classic scene of going into the house, anyone home? You know, not, not going to, you know, walking through and, and then Leatherface comes out and brains that guy and then just closes this meat locker door really quickly. Yeah. And it the movie and the movie kind of just doesn't stop. I think that's what's good about it is that there's no really like time to even consider like, wait, what's this movie about? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like once they. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. You know, it's like the kill is on, you know. And, and the they have kill to just, is out on. and they have to survive it. So I think it's aged pretty well, but a lot of horror boy did not age well. And that was your foot in the door, you know, back in the day. Do Jesus a horror movie, fucking Christ! But you're right. The fog, loud. the fog was a terrible movie. Fog was not good. I guess it was a troubled production, according to Carpenter. That's one of Carpenter's early works that missed. You want to take a you peek know? into this flick real quick? Sure. They're strangers. Oh, it's white capping. Oh my God! Dun. What is there like a? A slave ship approaches. Well, what did it see? They're strangers in the town, and the strangers who keep coming into the town get killed. Again, this whole thing with in America, this message that still exists to this day: don't trust other people, don't unify in any way, don't trust other people, just be afraid of the stranger, don't trust other people. So let's crank through this TV history and then get to the ratings. Tree Williams is in this. 1984, Joni and Chachi got married on ABC's (sighs) Happy Days. That was a short-lived spinoff, man. That that lasted for like twelve episodes, right? Yeah. Well, it was uh, it was after Happy Days. Was Joni loves Chachi? She died, I think, penniless in an Indiana trailer in Hammond, Indiana, or something like that, or Terre Haute, or something like that. Wow, you know, isn't that crazy? Because she was a 
dude, she was, you know, America's sweetheart for a while. And she she was on happy days for crying out loud. You know, I mean, Aaron Moran was a and Rod Howard is Rod Howard. You know what I mean? Like they worked together and she ended up. It's just crazy. You know, like the whatever. Just 1987. Diane Chambers final episode of Cheers. Shelley Long departs Cheers. 87. Wow. Okay. I was that, born. That makes sense. That's yeah. why I don't remember her. You know, you know what I was doing at this time? Fingering uh, at that time. Puss. No, I, I, I wish I would have been. I wouldn't be so strange now. But 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 I was uh, <laughs> I, I was uh, working at, at uh, Sweetwater's this real restaurant. Real support, real control, yep. real comfort. So hurry. This is Don't one of the woman's breasts that uh, that you know Dick Howard Hughes would do his design was based on Jane yeah. Russell. Yeah. Really? This guy. Remember this guy's voice. Presentation tomorrow at ten thirty a.m. You got it. Not noon. Not three. Ten thirty a.m. You got it. Doofus Air Express. That's the name of the company. Is that it? Yep. Is there it there? is. Doofus Air Express. You oh yeah. This, get it. They're, they're doing. They're doing slideshows for work presentations. That's this is great. Be, this is before PowerPoint, I believe. Uh, hey man. Say. Got to start somewhere. No, but with uh, what was I saying again about? Uh, I don't know. What was he saying, James? About uh, about horror movies. Your opinion? Do you? Was, were there any seventies horror movies that you think are still actually decent? Um, let's see. I don't know. I'm a big fan of Wolf, starring Jack Nicholson. <laughs> that was ninety five. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it's. I like the movie uh, The Howling. Oh, I remember that being a yeah being a big movie. I remember that. I'm a big that, werewolf guy. Yeah, American Werewolf in London to me, I liked. I remember as a kid, really liked. I did that, like that movie too. You know, but that, I liked it because I liked Michael Jackson, and that got me onto John Landis. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I remember seeing that in the theater. You know, but uh, yeah, a lot of old lady commercials in this. You know, well, yeah, you needed someone you could trust to fucking throw aspirin down your throat. Very important things. About Holy Anderson. fuck! <laughs> it's effective. People don't. Lady sounds like Kissinger. I I think that. Do you think she smoked? <laughs> Listen to that voice. Listen to her voice. Do you think she's smoking? Anderson and maximum strength Anderson. Fight <laughs> pain and I, win. They I think she. Fuck you. I think she ate Virginia Slims. I think 1992 she, final episode of Golden Girls airs on NBC. Yeah, I'm 87. I was working at Sweetwater's. Oh yeah, you always. Oh yeah, Sweetwater. Good job. Yeah, Tips. Putting yeah. you through college. You know, and and then I yeah, and then I went to college after that. That was my last job in Eau Claire. I worked for Old Country Buffet. <laughs> Old Country Buffet was a good gig. Uh, I met a lot of high school kids. It was great. It got me out of my comfort zone of high school, and I didn't really like high school that much, so it got me to meet other kids from other schools within the area, and I was like, oh, there's other people. I, I, I liked the people I worked with. You know, and then you, my very first partying started with, with a Old Country Buffet when I was 17 years old. That's when I started a party. They're just like wandering around this boat. Well, I think they're oh, going to find a body. Yeah. Several bodies. Of the stranger. In 1994 comedian Bobcat Goldthwait sets fire to the couch on The Tonight Show. He got banned for that for life. Yeah. Um, 1994 ABC aired the 500th commentary by Andy Rooney on 60 Minutes. Oh, God. 1996 comedian. You know, this thing they call the Internet. Now, what's such a 1994? You know, they're talking about Clinton. Oh, the blowjob thing. Now we're getting into the meat of my life here. 1996 comedian Martin Lawrence suffers a nervous breakdown on the highway. I I lived here at that time. Remember that? That was a big story in the news. Yeah. When I lived over on, uh, on Franklin. Uh, it, it was uh, that was it was on the news. I remember it was like Martin, you know, comedian and actor Martin Lawrence was in traffic, directing traffic and crap. He he lost his mind. 
He went Hollywood crazy. Bailey says evil to oh Phantasm is good. Bailey brought up Phantasm. Phantasm is a decent movie. I'm surprised they haven't remade that. I think that has potential. Yeah, it has potential because I mean that whole like portal into hell and stuff. That old creepy old man with the long nose. You know you play a good game. He says Evil Dead Two is better than Evil Dead. I saw Evil Dead 2. I stumbled into it with Jenny Klinkhammer, whose birthday was this past week. I don't remember her because uh, we had a finger by anniversary <laughs> when I was there in college. <laughs> she <laughs> and we were watching Evil Dead 2 and laughing hysterically and started to make out. During Hell yeah. Evil Dead 2 got my bean snapped. That's how much I like Evil Dead 2. Yeah, that did happen during Blue Streak. He did have the number one when Martin Lawrence went off on the road. Yeah, in the, middle, in the middle of the road. Yeah, talking like Coach Nagy. Yeah, yeah. What? What exactly? What was the? I mean, how did he come back from that? Like, did he go? Because he's like, fucking Martin Lawrence. I mean, did he go to like therapy for a while? At the same he, time, he had a stroke. He had a stroke and just fucking sat in a stroke and told Dave Chappelle it was the best sleep he ever got in his life. And then when he came to, he, he was just he a did Blue Streak and fucking dominated Hollywood. And put out Run Tell That, which is one of the most influential comedy specials for me. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, he, he, he was funny, man. Here's where we're getting into. Martin Lawrence was good. 1997, police arrests arrest transsexual prostitute f- with Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I, I was here this in was L.A. The when that era happened. Where that was a big slander. If you got caught with a trans prostitute, that was like oh, oh, absolutely. Marv Albert, Lawrence Taylor, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> but Marv Albert, I guess <laughs> when he got busted, Marv Albert got busted with someone who looked like Lawrence. Yeah, Taylor, exactly. And Lawrence Wearing Taylor a wig. also got caught with a trans yeah. hooker. <laughs> Well, I guess what, what the story is when they busted in on on Marv Albert, he was singing show tunes really loud, like "Hello, my baby," like, like weird show tunes. I don't know if that's a show, but you know, like like Broadway musical show tunes with this trans. Yeah, that was a big thing. I absolutely. I remember George Michael. Well, I remember him getting a. It, it was it was a, a real like. He, uh, when he got busted for basically getting a blowjob in a West Hollywood pickup joint, you know, he got a, it, it was basically, it was like a, a wayside or a, you know, like a, a public restroom. You yeah. Go and get blowjobs. And I guess he got a blowjob there and got busted. And it was like a, it was like, whoa, you mean he's gay? This is 1996. I mean, I mean, you know, he was gay, obviously. Oh, yeah. When I first saw Wham, I was like, this Hell guy's yeah. gay. And, and I was 16 years By old. By the way, what the, did I know? The chat you know? says that uh, Martin Lawrence is banned from hosting SNL. You hear that? And they let this white billionaire host it. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All because he. Because he. Because why? Dressed. Because he. Because people thought he was nuts. He didn't want to have that kind of PR. That was yeah. back when crazy was was like a stamp. Well, you know. It took Chappelle going to Africa to fucking to fucking change the world. <laughs> you know. Well, I think it can still happen to some people. You know, you I'm know? doing that alt comic thing where I say, you know, between everything. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So that was the era. I'm sure I think, I think Gary Coleman got caught with a trans prostitute at some point. Yeah. 1997 as well. Married with Children's final episode airs on Fox TV. Married with Children made that channel. I think it was the first fucking show it ever put out. Well, well that and The Simpsons. That and The Simpsons were definitely like a one two punch. I think they put them back to back. They they knew they had something. Yeah. Uh, I, I never liked Married with Children, but you know something? I've seen some repeats. It's actually kind of funny. It's I, a great I, show. I, I was kind of a, a, a stuck up snob. Paul Kai show. You know, I liked it because it was Chicago. I liked anything yeah, Chicago. Absolutely. Um, so here we go with the ratings. Or do you want to check in with the movie, or do you want to do get uh, into ratings, the ratings? Ratings, is ratings. So I've I've calculated a new thing. Here. I know the storms are storm. The seas are stormy, but. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's like Swiss Family Robinson. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we got a new updated primetime table. So what sure. I did was I got the I added all the DV, DVR numbers. But what I did is I took 
the minutes that it was watched on Netflix. So a few shows that are active are on Netflix. NCIS, Grey's Anatomy, a Canadian show called Heartland. So NCIS gets watched for 701 million minutes just for a week. They took a a random week and that's the rating for it, which is millennia's worth of television. That's like you can send that out into space and it'll go on forever. (laughs) So what I did was I took that number and I divided it by the average length people watch netflix which is 30 minutes the average subscriber watches netflix for 30 minutes yeah so 701 million divided by 30 is 23 million so i added those that viewer count to the the existing count that i had sure so then i also threw in the streaming services in this because that is tv by now i, I don't want to be stone age no, that know, is tv right. so is. that Absolutely. that can't be i feel like that's part of the issue oh yeah is they try and create like regular tv it's tv no it's just it's one th- yeah it's, it's changing to something different so here's the that. update ncis is number one with 32.07 million total eyes watching it in a week any Amazing. given week there's yeah. 32 million people watching ncis the voice is number two been relegated down to number two 31.514 million gray's anatomy number three 29 and a half million it people it, love it's gray's anatomy ne- it's netflix the pandemic and netflix that gets like 670 million minutes watched i mean was it was a show kind of on its last leg and it's kind no, of come back a it might bit, actually or? be now they're actually slowly wrapping up stories um because they don't know if it, it might get canceled like <sighs> abc might cancel it because the fucking pandemic apparently made these billionaires not billionaires so they're just going to start cutting shit off oh, we've seen it in sports they're not spending yep so Falcon and Winter Soldier is number four with twenty four point nine three three million views. Is that that like Marvel? Thing? That's Marvel. Yeah, that's Captain America. And, and what channel is that? on? Disney Plus. OK. God. And then you got the Masked Singer, 14 million. Ooh. Coco Melon, which is a children's show on Netflix. That gets 15 million. Views. That's more intelligent than the Masked Singer. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. I'm uh, sure it is. Them, which is a, uh, like a scary type show on Amazon. That's 14.633. I have to ask a question about that. So with them, is that a remake of the 50 science fiction movie of the radioactive ants, the giant ants? No. I was just like, no. it, was, it was called them. I was like, no, if they actually did something like that, <laughs> this fucking Canadian drama called Heartland gets 13 and a half views on Netflix. And then number nine, it's bumped 60 minutes down to number nine with 12 million views. Um, and then you got the Equalizer 10, 12.2 million. Is the Equalizer like, I feel like it's that same old CBS actor with gray hair from the 90s. That's Queen Latifah. She plays like, they, <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. they had, they've they rebooted this over the years a lot. There's a Denzel Washington plays the Equalizer in a bunch of movies. It's basically a former FBI slash CIA person that is now retired, but on the side helps people out of sticky situations. Yeah. Like people that are being wrongfully they got a accused of murder. Business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's got a hacker with her. Oh yeah. Ooh, it sounds interesting. So then I'm gonna ooh, ooh, I'm gonna brush through the middle of the pack here is where the Chicago shows reign. So you have the crown at number twelve that gets ten million views. That's off right now, but it happened this season. Okay. So that's that's why it's on this list. Then you have Chicago Fire, PD, and Med all bringing up the middle. 13, 14, and 15. Bed just a solid nine, ten million performance. Do you see these these crying tears? This, oh, 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 no, he's dry. He, he was crying. He, he was shedding tears. Well, you got to fucking... He was acting well, is my point. Robbie, please, I'm scared. Okay. All okay, right. Yeah, okay. So then you got... Uh, Mag- <laughs> so then you Robbie, got- please. 
please, I'm scared. The greatest thing that happened in my in my opinion in these rankings yeah. is that Young Sheldon has just tumbled down to number seventeen, and we all Good. know that show is terrible. Absolutely, nine million people watch it, but it's nine million people that I don't think exist because yeah. it does a terrible demographic rating. So if people from eighteen to forty nine aren't watching the show, who the fuck is watching? Yeah, this no show? one's watching it. Exactly. They're setting up numbers. They're keeping the show on the air artificially. Is this the old right creepy now. old man moment? Yeah. Uh, Storm dancers, they're back. Who the fuck? Why wouldn't she get dressed? She's all in her nightgown. Well, what? No, I mean, Laura Ingalls woke Wilder up from out bed. there. They were like, oh, we're executive. <laughs> Magnum PI, which is getting canceled. That's nine million. Then you got Blue Bloods, FBI, nine one one Lone Star, Dancing with the Stars, The Good Doctor, NCIS, Los Angeles, bringing up the rear in the prime. So th- 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 that's in the third league. Yeah. Are they relegated to the third league? Status? No, that's the end of the first league. So okay, then, okay. You, then you got Prime Access Table. Okay. Um, and I'm actually going to, since it's finished, I'm putting it on the website. Uh, so it'll be up there. I'll be sharing that. Uh, then you have United States of Al, first place in the second league. Uh, seven million viewers. <sighs> this second tier is where you're getting your seven to five million viewers. Yep. yep. It's between seven and six. I'm there. I like there really isn't anything new aside from because uh, there were no. Uh, that's and that's a, a showing factor of the prime table, too, is there's really nothing outside of League One that is on streaming services like all the big shows are yeah. on the big streaming networks Which, and the big ones are disney yeah disney i'm, yeah. I'm gonna try and find numbers for like the weird shows on netflix like fucking the king and shit like that and <laughs> would it be like disney Pro- yeah netflix foster's booth amazon like, yeah yeah okay okay yeah I get a sense of the, the biggies again see i'm just gonna keep throwing shit in sure here. sure i, think I just a- want this to be a big yeah, hey, man, shit. I, I'm I, I like the idea. I like I like the structure of it. Station 19 is up there in the prime access table. <laughs> prime access to give because um, these are all named after TV blocks. Prime access is like evening shit, like before prime time. Oh, 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 oh so, so it's like what, like uh, six to eight or five, five to seven, five, five to, to seven, seven, four to seven. It's like where you would put your like shows, maybe where you put your Simpsons reruns. Interesting. Yep. Good shows, but like syndicated. Shit. Yeah, absolutely. You might That's put some Seinfeld in Andromeda and shit yeah. like that. <laughs> Xena, Warrior Princess. That's oh, prime I access. That was, I remember that. You know, na- I never liked nasal spray. Thought it was really over. I never fucked with it either. I know you're supposed to use it on a plane if your ears pop. Uh, I used to take medication for that because I used to get bad ear popping. I remember one time f- uh, crying on a plane when I was six years and old. And then so all the way we got the that? fifth tier. This is the newest one. It's called paid programming. And this is basically off the air. This is where you want to keep your show away from. Yeah. The number one show in this is one day at a time, which has been canceled. So that'll be removed. That had 1.27 million. Um, and then add a million for fucking DVR. So 2 million. But these CW shows, this just should be League CW. Just 500,000, 300,000. There's a show on the CW called Pandora that gets 298,000 viewers. That's your be- that's your bottom. If yeah. your show gets less than that, then you're an embarrassment to show business. Yeah, you're not gonna. Yeah, who knows, man? Maybe this is Newhart. Newhart episode. Whenever I ruin a family's life, this is Cagney and Lacey. Cagney and Lacey. I remember this. Don't do it now. A grocery store holdup leads Cagney and Lacey to a notorious underground gun runner. Oh, uh, this is a drama. Exciting, great moments. Monday. That that graphic. 
is so 1982 that that it looks like the back of a computer it looks like the backdrop of a fucking mac 2 like when i think of like uh cbs like minnesota viking scores like they're playing the green bay packers you know look at the schlitz guy god what song are they playing this is the who the who doing a commercial let's see what it is i can't we'll get kicked off youtube you're you're right yeah sorry i wish we could and it's just the who being like (laughs) i am a who fan (laughs) so do you want to run through the news here real quick then sure Sure, what the hell? How are you feeling about the show so far? I, I like it, man. I, I think We're we have some good, honest banter, man. Uh, that's, uh, let's go a little further. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, again, quality over quantity. Quality over quantity. Presenting his I mean, we'll ramble at some point. Yeah, well, we, 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 that's probably the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> These were like, I, I remember this being beautiful women. Perfume commercials. Like, whoa. Just like the mag, just like the magazine ads, the samples you wanted to rub these commercials all over your body. Yeah, remember the Playboys? You'd rip out the fucking thing and you'd rub the page all over your body because it had the fucking cologne samples. Man, Playboy does not. I mean, we now return to Patrick. People have been so desensitized, I think, by sex because you can get it so easily. Yeah, it's on your phone. That if you see a Playboy now, I put like, porn on the fucking. <laughs> I put porn on the show right now. Also, mind you, and I'm putting this mind to James. you. I'm Sean Flannery from Cleveland, Ohio. You. Uh, I'm putting this to the chat. Are we still on board with this movie? Because I could put on Dazed and Confused. <laughs> Bailey, are we still on board <laughs> with the background? Bad. I mean, it really is just the background. It, it's pretty. It, it's pretty oh. bad. Can we just skip forward a little bit? Uh, I, I think I, you want to take it off. Dazed and Confused is more of a. Uh, let's go with that. Okay, we'll switch it over. So, uh, look at you. You fucking... That's actually more sly. Actually, if you wanted... If you just... When you want chew, if you just put the mic away, that's good, too. Uh, that's good macaroni, though. Crow can't resist the fucking mac. It's exceptional. It's... <laughs> All right. It is. This is at the end of Olympus, so we're back on regular television here. Jamie Foxx, give me some dialogue here. Yo, Jackson, <laughs> it's bad. Jesus, <laughs> really Christ. bad racist dialogue. Yo, right, Jack, let's go to five hundred. The president. <laughs> no, he's just a dude. He's definitely managed. Oh, Blues Brothers is on. I tell you what. Oh, this is a great scene. This this is a great scene. Too late for them ever see again. My writing partner saw this movie opening weekend at Chicago Theater and said the crowd went nuts. You know, I've never movie. seen this movie all the way through. It's I I'm mean, not really a big fan. I Can I say this? And no. this might be a sin of comedy. I never thought John Belushi was like this, this comic genius. Yeah. Like he's in good movies, but like he's famous in fucking... In what's the school movie? Fucking Animal, Animal House. House. Yeah, yeah. He shoots mashed potatoes out of his mouth. Like, yeah. He doesn't. It's not like he's. I basically, I've never watched a John Belushi movie and laughed yeah. out loud. Yeah. Like, I've been around people who are like, "This is hilarious," and I'm just like, "Okay." Yeah, yeah. No, it, it was. You um, know who I loved? Paulie Shore as a kid. The Weasel oh, made me cackle. God, that's my. But that's my mentality. Yeah. This was a uh, with Belushi. Although I don't, I think this is deemed the quintessential Chicago movie, but there are better Chicago movies than this, I believe. Yeah. Although this it's is a good, good at showing the city. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. You know, I mean, when they go to Maxwell Street, I mean, that, that, that's like when old school Chicago truly existed, you know, and that was, but that, that's gone now. Or as they called it with the politically correct name, Jewtown. I remember they called it Jewtown like in 93. 
I had to go down there and went, oh, you got to go to Jewtown? Like saying this loudly <laughs> on the street, you know. This is when he sees, this is when they get the inspiration for the movie. I guess Aykroyd had never written a script. Where he, it was a 300 page yeah, You can fucking tell watching this. this movie. Yeah, I mean, they, they, that's Shaka Khan. All right, Rufus. so we'll bang through some news here. So uh, there was going to be a Goonies reboot. Yeah, which was actually a good idea. So it was going to be not just a straight Goonies show. It was going to be about this girl who was a substitute teacher in like a bumfuck Oregon town. And these three kids were going to make a shot for shot remake of Goonies and she was going to help them. And that was like the plot of the show, which is actually a fun twist on a remake because you know how I feel about remakes. Yeah. Just do a fucking fresh idea. Yeah. But they chose not to do it in favor of this, which is a show called Monarch, which is going to Fox has great success in TV ratings with Empire, which I was going to talk about this last week. That was Belushi doing that, by the way. He did those doing the worm and shit. The backflips. That's also another thing, too, is people were like, man, he like I feel like people and the same thing. Farley was the version of him that actually made me laugh. Well, yeah, I was going to say, because it's very much the that was him. That was him. Because I feel like people that's just a man backflipping. Like, I get that. That's cool. But that that unto itself is not funny. But but it's like the fact it's a fat guy doing that. Yeah, it's part of the like, oh, my God, this guy can actually do that. Yeah. So he was. I mean, he was, tr- which is I a mean, perception that killed Chris Farley, by the way, Yeah, he exactly. hated being the fat clown. Absolutely. So in a way, John Belushi doing this led to Chris Farley's death. How do you feel, Belushi family? <laughs> you fucking killed Chris Farley. Uh, I, uh, I had a, po- a guy who was a tertiary poker player when I was in my poker game for about six years in Chicago. Uh, it was was uh, Ackroyd's, not Ackroyd's kid, was Belushi's, was Jim Belushi's son. He came over and played in our poker game at CJ's place. On yeah, that was the caliber of a Chicago celebrity that we got <laughs> at our poker game. But I will say this movie. I mean, it's I, it's funny. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it dragged at certain points, I guess. I don't know. There's some funny sequences in it. I mean, I do like some of some of the lines, you know, there's it, it's a good Chicago, but I, I don't find it to be one of my favorite comedies of all time. So I like it. But what I was going to say with this monarch show. Yeah. So even this show, it's they saw like, well, Empire was good. And that's about like rap and shit. Yeah. So let's make a country version of fucking I wish they would do the British model where Britain embraces the stars of the show. All shows go for 12 episodes in England. Yeah. And you'll just have these actors be in different shows and they don't necessarily worry about like, well, people will know her as this person or people will know them as this person. So why not just do Grey's Anatomy for 19 and a half years? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But like, no, in England, Ellen Pompeo would do Grey's Anatomy for 12, 12 episodes and then then go to go on to do 32 other shows that were really good because she's really good. She's a good actor. Exactly. But instead in America, they just go the title, the franchise the franchise will carry the franchiseth shall carry yep absolutely so that's what they're doing here even though this isn't this is a non-original original idea where they're just like (laughs) let's just copy let's copy empire with a different title and a different set of characters read some of the read some of the what it's going to be so monarch a tv show that will will revolve around america's first family of country music uh the how is that determined the, probably just the oldest, the oldest lineage. I remember Dolly when Parton. I used to sell tickets at the Grand Old Opry back in 1948. And, you know, all of a sudden, who should walk in but Hank Williams? No, but it was. Uh, um, 
Is that like the old? To me, in my that sounds mind, like an old rickety chair. That, 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 I've never met an old person that sounds like that. that that's like an old man of the family. It's like a patriarch of the family was like in his nineties and is Some totally losing shit. it. I'll tell you something. He's just a real old man. And I, am I Cosby? Am I, I don't know what it was. The it Romans are a fiercely talented. Uh, are fiercely talented, but while their name is synonymous with honesty, the very foundation of success is a lie. When their reign as country royalty is put in jeopardy nikki roman the heir to the crown already battling an industry stacked against her because she's a woman i added that yeah but that uh will stop at nothing to protect her family's legacy so i'm getting the vibe that it's like a shitty family and she's gonna be like the redeemer like oh i didn't know that they were fucking children and shit Uh, The project was given script commitment back in 2019 and comes from the network's own Fox Entertainment. Listen to this. It's the studio's first fully owned live action scripted series. Wow. Twelve Fox is like oh, it's been on forever. 50, 40 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, I think I think of it like being 87. It's like 35 years old. Uh, Monarch was given a straight to series order and will be executive produced by fucking some broads. Oh, the, yeah, the, no, they're I'm making sure it. They're t- it's Melissa Roush from. Uh, she's very funny, actually, a very funny uh, writer. Um, it'll probably be good, but it's just the idea of like, well, let's copy another fucking show. This was also, I mean, the the thing about the Blues Brothers too is that it, it, you know the Blues was dying as an art form, but then that, that was like deemed a hip yeah, thing to do. I was in the tail end of like glowing to a Thank Blues God, bar. Two white comedians fucking <laughs> saved the Blues, baby. <laughs> but they uh, <laughs> in the early nineties, they uh, uh, they were. I was in the tail end of, of the Blues thing, still in Chicago. There would still be Blues bars you would go to sometimes when I was like twenty three, twenty four. I tell you what, remember, remember the double door, you know, in, Hell in, yeah, in, I've never been, I've never been to the room where the, uh, like shows happen. Oh yeah. No, I've been to a couple. I saw black Angus, which was a, uh, uh, an ACDC cover band with a black Angus young guitarist. So they were great. I saw Edwin Collins there. I never met a girl like you. Before. Oh yeah. There we go. Then I also saw, uh, uh, Fu Manchu. I saw Fu Manchu with Monty. But before that, it was a country and western bar that was really, I mean, a country and western bar oh. in Wicker Park in like 1993. It was rough. I mean, I remember there was one guy at the end of the bar. He was just a drunk Indian every single time he went in the bar. And he was stooped over drunk. I mean, just like, I mean, he was. Oh, that's like 90s drunk where they wouldn't yeah. kick you out. Yeah. He was just, just there, like, sleep like, in the bar. People uh, will mop around you. Here yeah. we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the most boring show ever, ever. I think you're going. I must see the captain. My patients don't walk out in the middle of an operation. It doesn't get more emotional than that on any episode of Star Trek. It's not the norm. It should be possible. That's the most emotion you'll ever get. I couldn't stand about some of the movies, and I'm a Trek guy, and I I like Wrath of Khan, but part five, Lost Territory, it is... Uh, Shatner directed it. When they argue, they sound like a bunch of old women. It's so bad. I hate I, their bunch arguments are so bros. just. Well, what are you gonna do, Jim? I'm worried about you. Like, you would I'm gonna do an audience endurance test. I'm still feeling good. You still feeling good? I'm doing okay. You what, still into it, what, Bailey? How you feeling? You still trucking along? You getting tired? You you dozing? This is an Air Force One, right? This is uh, if, uh this is U.S. Marshals. Oh, oh, this is the sequel to uh, to Fugitive. With, with Wesley Snipes. Hell yeah, it is. Like the secret, like the low-key sequel. Like, yeah. isn't, isn't it just about Tommy Lee Jones' character? Like, yeah, it really has nothing so. to do with The Fugitive. Yeah, exactly. 
My exactly. dad, my dad's old enough to where that was like his show as a kid. Fugitive? Was the fugitive? Yeah, he said like, that was like a big deal yeah. of like the weekly who fucking did it. I'm too, I'm too young for that. He's hey. good. Keep going. Nin- 1977 was the year again. You hear that? N- 1977. I uh, that was the year I achieved consciousness, sports consciousness. You achieved consciousness, TV. hell yeah! No, it also coincided with the year my parents split up. Gee, I wonder if there was a relationship. I think there was a, at that moment. It was like there was a certain like uh, I, I got to become a little more aware here. I'm eight years old, and it's just my mom, my brother, and I for the next five years of our life. Sounds like the plot of a Nickel- Nickelodeon show. You know, look at the, the Chicago f- skyline. Uh oh. Tax Dodger, Wesley Snipes. Yeah. <laughs> He this got was like, the he got era. Like a five-year uh, sentence. He got a five-year. Oh, I mean, a long sentence. I mean, it wasn't like, Yeah, it wasn't short. It wasn't like a year and a half or a year and got out in nine months. The nineties was all about airplane disasters. Yeah, I absolutely. feel like TWA flight, whatever the fuck, sparked <laughs> all of 96. that shit. Now, you know what it was? Well, here's what sparked it: the Cold War not existing. So we have to have certain tensions yeah. and dramas that you know we have to create now. You know. Someone made a great point. I was listening to fucking John C. McGinley talk about Platoon and they talked about because I didn't know I was shitting on how realistic it is. I didn't know Oliver Stone did like two tours in Nam. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. He yeah. actually was there. Yeah. And John C. McGinley made a point that up until Platoon, Top Gun had been the only war movie. And he said P- Top Gun is kind of like this pro mechanized war absolutely oh absolutely like, yeah kind of like nat and he was like and platoon was this first like he said he he f- phrased it perfectly he goes oliver took ripped that movie from his chest yeah like yeah. and really put himself into it you know if you watch it now i find the dialogue the dialogue's dated, dated but because it's from they probably did throw bloods and fuck hey blood hey man when i, I remember seeing that in the theater and i remember that really affecting me as a seven Vietnam had not been dealt with yet, it, kind of on an emotional level. Even though there was apocalypse now in the late 70s, there was a little flurry of movies, but you didn't touch Vietnam for like seven years. And then when that movie happened, then it was like Born on the Fourth of July and Hamburger Hill. Look at Shaq. There were all these Vietnam movies. What, know, a move Pop- presidents. what a move Papa John's did, by the way. Yeah. Well, I th- just th- get the guy that your old boss hates to fucking (laughs) shill your pizza have him fucking put his big dick we're gonna make a papa john's dick sandwich this is to papa i think he's one of the investors it's called the shack hot dog you just put his crank between a pie shack has definitely gotten into business you know oh dude i I guess magic took him under his wing he's the new john madden you know john madden was on the can of everything Tough acting, Ace Hardware, Tenactin. There was a fucking John Madden cutout, a John Madden, Tough acting, Tenactin cutout at the Ace Hardware in our hometown. Yeah, That's absolutely. double fucking Madden. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think Madden is worth like four or five hundred million dollars. Hell yeah, he's worth that. He's incredibly wealthy because the video game thing is, is where he gets He's a dead lot of now, his, right? Oh, no, Madden's still Madden's alive. still around. He's in his 80s. What do you think he thinks of COVID, huh? Uh, I... Uh, I actually think Madden's a good guy. I used to hate him because I fucking hated the Raiders so much as a kid. I hated the Do Oakland you feel Raiders. Better like, now? They also scared me. Like I knew they were good. Like I knew they were better than the Vikings. Do you That's feel why like a them. sense of Schadenfreude that they have lost their team and they're in Vegas now? Like, oh, do you I, look at it as I, like a yeah, you motherfuckers? Yeah, I do actually. That's the honest to god truth. What if That's the Bears? The what if the? I've heard a rumor, by the way, that the Bears are going to move to Arlington Heights. That's been talked when about. Fucking, when that's been talked about out. for thirty years. They've been playing that game. Also, as a kid, I'd be more affected. But when I read that article, I was like, "Dude, if the stadium's dope, like, yeah, that's, 
30 minutes outside of the city. That's yeah. not bad at all. I grew up 30 minutes outside of the You're city. You're also going towards the money. McHenry County has like hundreds of thousands of people more than it used to have. You know, let alone Lake County. Like, There's a bunch of people up there. Man. Lori Lightfoot put her big fucking put her big fucking clown shoe down on that though what, 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 what? she was like let me remind the bears that they have a seven years left on their lease yeah like well, all right they're fucking thinking ahead bitch we just drafted our future motherfuckers we want to build a stadium i think named justin fields fucking coliseum <laughs> bitch <laughs> they uh yeah exactly be excited well you have to you have to get some film man you have the but one thing where i'm, they I'm want, excited they, about I'm more excited about Aaron Rodgers leaving oh, yeah. town because if that happens, the division is wide open, my friend. The division is wide open when he's gone, <laughs> and 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 the Vikings can win the division. The Vikings can win the division. I, I expect the Vikings to do well this year. COVID of uh, Bailey goes COVID boom. Brett Favre boom. <laughs> yeah, um, but here's where they're gonna—they want to build the stadium because they're taking down the racetrack. They want to build it where the racetrack was. They've talked about that for 30, 40 years, Keith. Really? Going, they were going to the west side of Chicago at one time. That was uh, they my, talked my about building it work, in my hometown. Yeah, my boss at work was part of the whole team that was collecting all these city lots. They were gathering literally hundreds of city lots in the west side, you know, where the Bulls played and stuff in the Blackhawks, and they were going to build a football stadium there. That was like in the mid-80s. They've talked about moving it so many different times. It's because they don't like the deal. That, I think they don't get the concessions. It's a really small stadium, too. It only has 65,000 seats. That's, That's like, fine. I mean, most of these NFL stadiums have like 80. Nah, Nah, Them they, in Indianapolis are the only stadiums in the 60s. That really. I wonder what the Vikings have now. I don't even know. And they want a roof so they can have Super Bowls out here, out in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be actually a very. If they put a, you know, when that when that when that spaceship landed into Soldier <laughs> Field, that was such a classic Illinois slam development. Oh, yeah, because it's because it's a national landmark, so they just dropped the new stadium into the old. Stadium. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and that, the, the 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 procurement of that at the state level happened literally like five minutes before, like like the budget session ended, which is like the most important session you have. Was like, oh, we're gonna plop this on. <laughs> And they're like, okay, yeah, okay, we're, we're, we're going to do yeah. so. And The more if, we talk if, about this, the more I'm pro them moving to fucking Arlington Heights. I, I, I like <laughs> the idea of having a dome. I mean, listen, Minneapolis is going to get Super Bowls. They'll get a couple more. They've had two. They'll get one more in the next 10 years when the I Vikings don't go. You know? for a Super Bowl. Of course, man. I mean, Chicago is a great convention city. It's just a great city, you know, so... I mean, they should. Uh, we could but, do what the city likes to do and promote the suburbs too. You have all these fucking yokels. <laughs> Chicago's not so bad, and they're in fucking McHenry County. <laughs> in some seven hundred eight area code. Fade, watch me. That's my area code, baby. <laughs> yeah, seven hundred eight for life. I remember like Richard Nixon still cast a shadow in the nineties as being this like just corrupt figure. Like he burnt a, a, a thing into. If Richard, if Richard Nixon was president during the Trump time, it would be three notches better because trump was so bad so bad yeah but nixon was deemed like ooh, he he poisoned the office in some oh ways my god i love this movie a walk to remember so uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you the plot and you're gonna hate it before it even starts so fucking shane west hunk from the early 2000s plays this fucking lone wolf fucking guy uh I'm fucking allowing P allowing chats as chats trying to fucking censor. Um, so he plays this fucking lone wolf troublemaking guy and Mandy Moore plays the daughter of a priest Christian and something happens to where they're forced to like hang out with each other 
and you know it's about basically a movie where total opposites end up falling in love and there's a hallmark movie no it's it's a it's a movie based on a nicholas sparks novel you know the movie fucking uh you know what's the movie with fucking ryan uh gosling where uh oh la la land or no 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 uh fuck yeah yeah where he's telling his wife this the notebook Oh, it's the dude who wrote the notebook. It's the same author. Okay. Nicholas Sparks. Okay. So I'm going to tell you the movie before it comes on. So Mandy Moore is this goody two shoes. He's making fun of her at the beginning of the movie, but then he ends up falling in love with her. There's the moment where he has to defend her from his old group of friends because they're torturing her. Yeah. So then you find out halfway through the movie that she has cancer and is dying. Oh. And the rest of the movie, he like she has this list she talks about like of things she wants to do. She wants to be in two places at once. Weird shit. So there's this point in the movie where he takes her to the border of two states and has her stand. And she's like, "What is this?" And he's like, "You're in two places at once." Yeah. It's just one of those movies filled with like, oh my god, tear jerking scenes. And then there's this. She dies at the end. Of course. And then there's the scene at the end it's where a love story. Where he goes to the dad and he's all upset because the last thing on her list was, I want to witness a miracle. And he yeah. says, like, I just feel bad that I didn't get to show her a miracle. And he goes, no, you were her miracle. And it's the big, like, ending. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, what time? How long are you in the show? <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to run out of steam a little bit. I okay. Am. I don't mean to be rude. Um, uh, well, but let's keep it on, though, for a little bit. Uh, Mandy Moore? Yeah. What she year plays did that come out? 2002. God. We're at two hours and 19 <coughs> minutes, by That's the way. a normal sneeze, not a code. So sneeze. minus the 15, 20, we're at about two hours. We're at about two hours. Yeah, let's, let's, we should wind it down. Okay. Friend. Is that cool? Yeah, but don't just throw your headphones down. Let's ease it out. Okay, let's okay, okay. thank, thank the, the viewers for coming. Of course. I could play this know? to fucking really let I, I people know it's the end. I appreciate you guys listening. We're going to be talking about Fields some more because you don't ever want to talk about the Minnesota Vikings. No, I, I you have dude, your indulge, you know, I, I told you. them I was. Uh, the guy I'm excited about, two guys I'm excited about, is this guard they got from Ohio State who was the Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year in 2019, and they thought he took a step back this past year. Whatever. Uh, I think he's a He's just big and, and can move, and they just need some good offensive linemen. I think that tackle, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about him. They also drafted this DN from Pitt. The, the film I saw, I liked him. They got a good defensive line coach named Andre Patterson, uh, and I think that he, he does a good job of developing players. So yeah. they're going to be a better – their defense oh, is – they're going to be a lot better. I told you off the air, year. in five years, there's going to be Fields-Mon shootouts. I think it might but, be – I mean, it ain't, I think it might be – well – Whatever I, I I think that the Vikings they're bringing in eleven new players on defense, dude. Eleven. That's how many new players are bringing because guys are getting who are who are now healthy, guys they drafted, guys who opted out last year because of COVID. So they're getting eleven new players on the defensive side of the ball that they're going to improve dramatically on defense. You know, so I, I think they'll, they'll, they should be better, but we'll see how the line plays. It's their offensive line. They try to improve it. We'll see if it works. Yeah. That guy from the Bears, they got a decent guard, too, uh, which is smart. So the Vikings got two linemen in their first, you know, three picks, which was necessary, you know. So anyway. I had to bring back the music for a little Absolutely. bit on that one. Absolutely. <clears throat> Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next Saturday live <laughs> on, on the YouTube. Viking note. Uh, KeithPazel.com uh, for all the episodes. Subscribe. Everything. Uh, we love you. Into see you next comments. week.